happening. We're recording now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, I start every podcast off the same way. Oh, I should probably introduce you. Hey, today I'm talking to, uh, I guess she's barely an apprentice now. She's pretty much a full-blown tattooer. But my apprentice, Megan, who's like the only one I'm able to say I'm proud of right now. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> uh, you can check her out. It's peaches and ink. It's underscore like peaches yeah. underscore and, and underscore ink on Instagram. Uh, and then you'll see what I mean. Also, if you want anime tattoos, I you know, like those. she likes that shit. And she's good at portraits. And I'm going to stop talking good because then she'll get weird. Um, <laughs> what's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, man. Uh, I don't feel like anyone's told me like a solid sentence that I've held on to. <laughs> I feel like I've had a lot of conversations that I've shaped. Right. Like, things, like the, the thing you took at the end of the conversation was good advice, but not like save 20% of your money in case there's something crazy. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, no, nobody ever saves 20%, man. People always say they do. They're like, oh, man, I put back 25% of everything for taxes. And it's like, dog, I did the math, and you were in Hawaii twice last year. You made $112,000, and I calculated that you spent $113,000. You did not put back 25% ever. Nobody ever does. Well, I have that, like, I got gifted that Dave Ramsey book mm -hmm. for – um like my a wedding gift yeah. one time and I read it. It's supposed I, to be really good. I thought that I internalized everything. Nah. I mean, the thing Dave Ramsey's, for, like, I haven't read his book, but everything I know about him is like, don't be a fucking moron. If you use a credit card, pay it off as soon as possible. Uh, don't keep using credit cards to buy regular shit. Uh, pay your bills on time. Figure out things you're spending money on you don't have to. Like if you have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, you could get rid of Netflix and Hulu and just have Amazon Prime if you're trying to save a shitload of money. Right now, I'm using all three, by the way. But I'm just saying, like, it's like little shit. It's I don't think oh, yeah. anything you said was, like, genius-level shit, right? Pretty straightforward, but the way he says it makes you feel like you yeah. can handle anything. Right. I've heard his uh, lectures or speeches or whatever. I've heard they're great, like, just because he's, like, talking to you like you're a normal person and not, like... I don't know anything about, I think his name's Gary V. Do you know who that is? He doesn't, his last name's like Vinicek or something. So he just goes by Gary V. Uh, I think it's Gary V. Someone's going to correct me. It's, this is my favorite thing about this <laughs> shit. I say so much shit that's like, I think uh, this one, whatever. But he's constantly telling people just not to spend their money. That's pretty much it. Like, doesn't, it's, I thought he was like teaching people how to make money. He's like, nah, just don't spend it. You're making enough. But also, here's what you can do to make some more. Um, Sorry. Anyway, uh, favorite animal? I really like bunnies. Bunnies are cool. You have how many of them tattooed on you? Two or three? Right, just two right two. now, okay. but who knows? <laughs> we, we might have time for that. Uh, ideal date night? Um, one time, Frank took me to a bookstore all day, and that was... <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I spent the whole day at a book. It was really <clears throat> nice. I'm trying to think of a place you could bring me for a whole day I would enjoy. Like like gun shops. I get bored after like 20 minutes and I love guns. Uh, maybe like a really elaborate grow processing slash something else operation that has like all kinds of stuff to look at weed related. But I still think it'd be like 30 minutes. Well, I told you because you went to Portland, mm -hmm. um, they have that one bookstore, Pals City of Books, mm -hmm. which is the largest independent. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it's an entire city block, different floors of just books. I think that would have been cool if I was there more than three days, but we found three days worth of shit to do. Like they give you a map <laughs> of the bookstore. It's, it's lovely. It sounds lovely. Um, all right. 
<laughs> if you could ask Adolf Hitler any one question, what would you ask him? I don't feel like I would want to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's he's, probably the best answer I've gotten. He doesn't seem nice. He seems mean. Those that They keep getting better. So this is, so far we're still on that I ask everybody these questions mm-hmm. thing. Um, that one, usually people have a like, why, why, why Jews, man? Kind of like, what the fuck was wrong with you? My thing would be, I, I would want to know more about his childhood because, you know, shrinks are always telling people yeah. it's your mom's fault. Nice. So I would like to meet Hitler's parents. I'm like, oops, y'all fucked up. <laughs> Dude. Um, one time I was talking about like having a super big name and, uh, like if you were related to somebody with a unique name that is super famous, but you don't even know them, how annoying it would be. And Brandy was like, what if it was like Hitler though? And I was like, no, nah, I don't think anybody's keeping that fucking name. I, I can't think of like a unique enough name. It would be a real weird thing. Like, okay, uh, what's the guy you just said? Dave Ramsey. If your last name's Ramsey, people aren't going to ask you every 10 minutes. Are you related to Dave Ramsey? Well, my maiden name was Holmgren. Mm-hmm. And that was the name, not super famous, but my dad was really excited of the Green Bay Packers coach. His last name was Holmgren. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like uh, a guy that makes shoes in Italy or something, no, like yeah. something really obscure. We okay. weren't related to him, but my dad was very excited about well, it. Well, my mom said that I'm related to Britney Spears somehow, and I can't find the connection. <laughs> My but, mom one told me one time told me I was related to Johnny Appleseed, and I got real excited, but she was just joking. But, and that's is that a real person? I don't know. Oh, okay, I was like, I thought that was just like a <laughs> like a story thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same question, but with Martin Luther King Jr. What would you ask that fella? Um, I think I don't know. So step one, um, I would probably like have to ask him something profound like but i don't you, know what that would to. be yeah that's you would want thing. to that's, that's a lot what's of fun about these questions like uh shit what would i ask him paper or plastic uh apples or bananas yeah i most i don't know i have every time i ask somebody i have like a new answer in my head which makes these even more fun so far it all kind of links something to like how are things today versus what you were hoping yeah uh i'm guessing better than he realistically thought they would be, but also still probably nothing near where he would be satisfied. Wait, what would but, you ask him? Well, that's, I that was what ask, you ask him, him like something that would relate to how he likes to date. Like be like, hey, what do you think about, uh, you know, fucking 2020? What do you think just in general? Just, I don't know how I would ask it though. That's the thing, it's a fucking hard question. Uh, who's the nicest person you've ever met and it cannot be a family member or somebody that you're sexually involved with like Frank? Frank's so nice. <laughs> well, only he's only nice to me, but it's fine. Like... No, he's nice to me. Like, he's not mean to anybody that I can tell. He's just extra nice to you. Yeah, yeah. which I like. Um, yeah. I love, everyone's so nice. I love everyone. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, there's too many nice there's people. A, it, it, same. All these questions are hard. Uh, first time you ever smoked weed. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about that. Is it tomorrow? You know, I have been going crazy mm-hmm. in my house, so tables are turning. I mean, I would say usually I tell everybody don't start with edibles, but for you, you like snacks so much, edibles would be cool. You could be like, you know what? Let me get these one milligrams and just eat one and I'll lock the rest out. And then, ooh, we'll make it a thing where there's like a scavenger hunt. And when you get too high, you can't find more edibles. 
Like I'll go together with Frank and we'll be like, all right, lay this shit out to where it's like an escape room. And she has one five milligram edible. <laughs> and then to find the other, we'll cut them in half. So you start with five. By the time the fives came, you could not possibly find all of them. That'll be perfect for high. Easter. Yeah. Oh, dude, how soon is Easter? It's coming up. Dude, mm. Mila's birthday's tomorrow. Aww. She was like, I want to go to Kudo. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're uh, we're going to cook for you or something. Uh so the rule I made at the beginning of this one, that taps into it, and I can't explain in case there's a date issue. Right now, every restaurant's closed. That's still staying kind of off that yeah. topic. Um, I told my mom that I was coming on, like, to do this little podcast, mm-hmm. and I told her the name of it, and I told her how usually this goes, is you're <laughs> you're usually really high for mm-hmm. it, right? She's um, like, oh my gosh, Megan, are you going to get really high for the first time on this podcast? Mm. And she was excited. I got a blunt over there if you need one. I'm okay. Okay, you can just take one little hit. The thing about right now, like, sharing is scary, too. So usually, like, you'd be like, you know what, just, here, take one little, I don't want to do that. I'll give you the whole thing and tell you, too. And legally, since you don't have your card, I can't give you the whole thing. And since we're recording this, I'm joking. I will not give you free weed. That would be probably something. I don't even know if it's technically illegal, though, because I tattooed the guy that is running the background checks. And I was like, so on this 24 plants thing, like my wife can have 12 and I can have 12. Let's say one of them flowers sooner than I thought because it's an auto flower. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. Like they don't fucking know what the rules they wrote are yet. This shit's too new. (laughs) It was funny though. He's like, if you had like a hundred, I don't think they would know how to handle it. Cause you could just say it's like the guys that you work with. And then you could say they didn't want to give their names. And then they'd have to say, okay. Cause there's people with like collective grows. Like they'll get like a warehouse and they'll go, hey, I'm going to grow my 12 here. You grow your 12 here. And it's basically the same thing as a commercial grow. It's just for their own stuff. And as long as they don't sell it, they're not in trouble. Um, and that's, he said, he doesn't think anybody's looking for people giving free weed away as yeah. drug dealers. But I do. I think because the man. Um, but yeah, you reminded me. I forgot that I'm supposed to be high for this. Uh, You're welcome. First time you ever smoked weed. I've never had any. <laughs> None of it. I've had zero weeds. Okay. If you had a warning label, what would it say? Watch out for glitter. I don't know. <laughs> glitter. <laughs> caution. Proceed with caution. Glitter may erupt from this item. Really likes um, candy. Okay, so real shit now. Here's the... Okay. Most of this has been written down for a while. Um, it's more topics than questions, but they all kind of start as questions too. That's how I do shit at stoplights a lot. But um, let me see exactly. I'm going to just read instead of that shit hit. I'm good now. Uh, I think one of the biggest issues people have today is not knowing their purpose. Um, And in tattooing, we've both found what I'm going to call our thing. Uh, I think all of our friends that are tattooers kind of have the same thing. Like, it's, it feels like a calling. First off, how do you feel about that being a thing for you? That you, like, you've probably already known art for a long time anyway. But that versus, like, the people you're tattooing that just work a regular job that fucking hate it. How does that make you feel? And do you feel like it's our job to tell them ways they could do shit they enjoy or just say fuck it because they don't listen? Oh, no. I totally <laughs> want to tell everyone, please quit your job. Please yeah. do what you love. Because remember, I, I was a teacher and I hated it. Right. It's not a great job. It was horrible. And I felt like, man, fuck my life. Like, this is horrible. I do not want to live like this. And now I do tattooing and I love it. And it's like, man, everyone should just fucking quit what they do quit their day job, do what they love. They would be so much happier. Right. And that's, I, I tattoo so many people that are like, man, you're so lucky. And I'm like, 
You're totally right. I am. But guess what? I fucking went out and saw something I wanted and I got it. And that's what you should do too. And they're like, well, it's not that easy for everybody. I'm like, all right, where do you work? What do you get paid? Okay, cool. I was making eight fifty an hour until I was doing this. It was like the highest pay I ever got was eight fifty plus a dollar fifty a flat flag hour, so like eleven dollars an hour, uh, washing cars. And then I was able to do a thing where, okay, a flag hour is like they pay you how long it's supposed to take. So Ford would tell us it takes an hour and a half to wash this car. On some jobs you get fucked, but most of them <laughs> it takes thirty minutes. So I would run like twenty six, twenty seven. Uh, well, I ran somewhere in the 30s one time, I think. Crazy fucking hours. So I'm working there for eight or nine hours, and I'm running, you know, at least 16. So I'm getting paid a little more than 11 an hour, working my ass off, hot as fuck, not getting treated very well, being yelled at every fucking day, having to work with people that are smoking meth in the fucking bathroom, having to get yelled at by car salesmen that do cocaine all fucking day, and getting money thrown at me wasn't too bad, though. There's one guy, he's, like, all coked up, but he come throwing 20 at you all the time. Be like, hey, motherfucker, get by the front of the line. I'd be like, thank you. Still third in line. Sorry. <laughs> it's in my pocket now, bitch. Um, and he would do it, like, every couple months thinking he could trick me. But so it wasn't, like, a horrible job. Like, looking back, it was probably about the best job I could have had at the time not being a tattooer. And I'll tattoo or somebody that, you know, is making 25, 30 an hour. And they're like, oh, it's really hard to quit because I'm making X amount of dollars. And then the other person's excuse is... I'm only making $8 an hour. I'm only making $10 an hour, whatever it is. And both are valid. I'm not saying it's not valid. It's fucking scary. But like, if you don't make much money, more of an excuse to say, fuck it. Like how much worse could it get? If you do make a bunch of money, fucking stack it. Live like you're making 850. Just stack money for six paychecks and quit and hustle hard. Yeah. And, and like apprenticeships aren't supposed to be a thing where you come in and you're not employed and you don't have a source of income it's just not your source of income like when you were doing it you were a fucking waitress that was uh that was the worst that thing. was fun to watch <laughs> like i felt it? bad for you almost every day but at the same time i was like ah she'll really fucking like this shit later like at least once a week i would see you almost passed out at like <laughs> 10 10 or 11 at night like you're like you can't make it any further and i'd be like internally okay if i make her stay just another 30 minutes she'll be fine i was fine It'll make our day go smoother. And then in one to three years, she'll look back at this fondly and not remember how much it sucked, but also know it sucked. Yeah, it did suck it horribly. Did. But that's the thing. You kind of, you go, you know what? I earned this. And it makes you feel like you earned something. And like, I wasn't trying to torture you by any means, obviously. But if I needed you till 11, I usually kept you till 11. When it was like two and three, I'd... There were at least a few you times I sent home. You let me go home a couple of times, which was so nice because I I remember falling asleep. At right. The time no. Yeah. Home. I remember laughing and talking about the fact that I think you were falling asleep and looking over at you like, oh no, she's actually fucking asleep. Uh, and then you'd be like, no, I'm not. What? Um. Ah. And then you wouldn't make any fucking sense. It'd be like when Eddie was on here high as fuck with the dab rig in here, we didn't make any sense. It was like, uh, for three hours. And it's still, people listen to it. I looked at it like people have listened more than five minutes in. I have no That's fucking funny. idea why. But the point is, it's like, it's a crazy fucking subject to even touch on to try to put into a podcast. But it's something I've, I've always thought is interesting. Like, I've hated every job I've had except tattooing. Uh, I would find things I liked about the job, mostly the paycheck or some silly shit I could get away with. Like, remember the toilet paper operation I told you about? Yeah. We on? Like, I like that you mentioned that or noticed that I make it fun with yeah. everything my kids do. We try to make something fun out of it. Um, with that, we did that this morning. We could only get six rolls. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, 
I got up early to go to Sam's. There was a line around the fucking building. I saw old people, and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to fucking get in their way. Like, these motherfuckers woke up for this. I'm going to go get the donuts and come back. And then when I came back, the line was gone. Also, so was all of the toilet paper. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was a little bit at Walmart, so we went to Walmart, and... My intention was just however much I could get that didn't seem greedy. <laughs> so I got, there were three different brands and I got one, one little packet of each brand and had Brylan do the same. We got to the register. We got sent back. You're only allowed to have one. And Brylan was like, we could go to the car and come back so many times. And I was like, well, there's a reason they're doing <laughs> it. Man. too smart. <laughs> she, it, and she didn't say it in front of the lady. It was like two seconds. She walks up, she looks, she's like. You know, we could just go to the car and come back, and we could do that as many times as we want, right? And I was like, yes, uh, and yep, that's exactly what I was thinking, too, but we can't do that. I mean, we can. We can only hope that she uses her powers for good. Yeah. Yeah, if it could go one way or the other. She could either be Elon Musk or somebody that runs the world and blows shit up like <laughs> Dr. Evil type shit. But, like, when I talk to my clients about it, it's always weird for me because I'm always like, I just hear excuses usually, and I don't want to be mean and say, no, you're making excuses, but I also don't want to fucking be like, yeah, you're right, you can't do it. And somewhere in the middle is fucking annoying, <laughs> like trying to find yeah. the spot where I'm like, okay, so what's holding you back? Like, I, there's one guy I know that he tells me a list of things that are holding him back from what he wants to do for a living, and none of them fucking make any sense. It'd be like if I said I can't drive a car because my toes hurt, be like, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Fucking use your other foot. All of my toes hurt. All right, get one of those handicap vans with the hand controls. Well, I don't have that much money. Okay, get an Uber, bitch. Well, I don't have the Uber app on my phone. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like eventually you just go, so you don't want the ride. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> All those bitches want the ride, though. Yeah. Um, it just it makes me so sad seeing people not happy, especially right. if they like could be happy. Like They're like, man, I really enjoy writing mm -hmm. or something but like i don't have time to do it or something i'm like man like just do it i know it's right. scary i like and that's the other thing like i have i think i have more going on than most people do but it's also like 80 percent, 95 percent by choice uh 100 an illusion none of it like i'm not actually that fucking busy anymore um but I'm still working more than most people I know. And then I'm doing shit that's not work more than most people I know. But I, like today, I've been playing iMessage pool for like fucking five hours. Like, shout out to Matt Feck. I think I might <laughs> owe him a dollar. I'm not sure. I got to square up with him. Um, but the point is, like, I, I say I don't have time to watch a certain movie because it's like, if it's that or the other thing, I have to choose. It's, it's priority. Not, yeah. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't take priority. It doesn't mean I don't have time. It just means, like... I could spend an hour with the plants rather than two hours with the plants. I'm going to spend my two hours out there just playing with the leaves. They're so cute. They're really fun to talk to. Um, we just started one outdoors, too. I have to clear my throat, but I don't know how to do that. With okay, this. so <laughs> I wasn't sure if you didn't know how to do it at all. I was like, uh, <clears throat> that's and fine. Do you want me to grab you to your water? Scared. No, it, I don't. I'm also not coughing. You it's want just me to put on I, this? No, I'm good. I got mascuses. I um, thought that I would take advantage of all this time, and I decided mm, nope. to go running today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, my chest hurts. <laughs> I'm having breathing troubles. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, my God. Yeah, so all we've done today, like yesterday we went hiking. We went, And the thing is, it's funny. Today's the first day I would actually be at work. Like, you had, you've had two. You would have been at work Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and I already was like, what in the world am I supposed to do? Yeah, I feel like it's been like six years. I'm like, oh, I'm locked in the house now. What do I do? But we got my uh, my electric skateboard. Uh, found the charger for that. I haven't been on it since I hurt my back, but like twice because I'm scared of it. Uh, but I can cruise it. I just like I have to be I have to just tell myself the whole time the hospital's busy. The hospital's busy like while I'm cruising around because um, if I fall, I'm fucked. Yeah. But uh, we got that out. The kids have probably rode their bikes, I would say, at least three and a half hours today. Uh, Mila, oh, this shit was wild. Brylan's teaching math classes to Mila. And Brylan's the teacher, and she's grading her papers, and Mila got an F minus once, but it's cool. (laughs) But uh, she set it up pretty easy, and she goes, what's one plus one? And Mila goes, two. She's like, what's two plus one? Three? And, dude, she got everything right until she got to six plus two. I went, eight. And she goes, it's eight because daddy coughed. <laughs> but she got, it was like five or six questions. She got them all right. And like, she's turning four tomorrow. I wish she would turn four when it was like we had freedom. Yeah. But um, anyway, what should we be doing tomorrow for the kid's birthday? Like, she's got all the presents in the world. We got to wrap them. But she's got cupcakes. I don't even know like what you can go do. We can't go do. I'm saying we can make a cardboard house. Yeah, that'd be so Play fun. in it. Um, dress seven up, <laughs> put fucking hats on the dog. But that was the thing, like at the coffee shop this morning, I was like, Hey, what, what should we do for a four year old's birthday party when we're not allowed to have, like, we could technically invite some people over and shit, but yeah. I don't think that's a great idea. Um, and she was like, I don't know. My husband just had a birthday and we were just talking about how he was quarantined. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's a great um, celebration. My birthday is also coming up and I'm very sad, but, but you can have a party party. Well, I'm down to like one bottle of wine left. So, oh, there's the still... liquor stores are still yeah, yeah. open. Yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't been outside. I'm trying yeah, to be Liquor good. stores are on the list of things considered essential. Ooh. Uh, so Brandy sent me a screenshot that was hilarious yesterday, but like she circled essential, it was uh, liquor stores and dispensaries because this is coming from a person that likes weed. I still would say dispensaries, non-essential. And if, if this shit is actually as serious as people are thinking, we see, we just started talking about it. Um, I would say they might as well start trying to at least go to like curbside pickup or something, slow it down. Um, but everything that's considered essential is fucking hilarious. Like, uh, liquor stores are not essential, but I'm going I get to party. it. No. Yeah. No, for real. Go get like six bottles of wine. I saw a dude at Sam's with a case of wine. Like, I didn't even know they sold. It's a. So I guess I do know they sell it in a box and I know that it comes, but it's the whole box that, that Sam's a... would get in like, it's like a display box, but it's this fucking big. I mean, we're talking, I think it was probably 24 bottles. Like. It was a shitload of wine, and this guy's like 100 years old, and I was like, oh, dude, he's getting down. He's probably having an orgy tonight. Um, what about sidewalk chalk? Sidewalk chalk's fun. Yeah. Have you seen my driveway, though? No. <laughs> Gotta go down to the... It's, like, all chipped up, but uh, mm-hmm. if we go down to the part where, the, like, the ramp is... Also, there's a tennis court down the road from my house, so it's, like, tucked in the back of the neighborhood. You've probably never seen it, but mm-hmm. there's a tennis court down there, and nobody ever uses it for anything. Like, now, maybe basketball, because um, it has, like, one hoop, I think. Uh, but we could do that and like go chalk crazy yeah. and get all fun. Yeah. And like you could go ahead of time, write happy birthday oh, real big, surprise some. her. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Now I just got to see if I got chalk. If not, I got a bunch of crayons. <laughs> Fucking heat them up a little bit. Um, Brandy's out hunting down canvases for me right now before everything, whatever closes, closes. I got the burps, the burkups, you know, where you got the hiccup burp at the same time. But uh, 
I have a few art projects I want to work on. I need to draw that lady face thing. And then I figure sometime in the next week or so, I'll probably tell the kids like, hey, just go play outside. Don't come inside. And I'm just going to sit on the couch and draw for like four or five hours. I was thinking about coming here to draw. Yeah. Because so far, not working. <laughs> like I, uh, I can type four words at a time and then take a break for an hour and then type four more words. That's as close as I got to anything. I'm almost finished with my lady face upstairs, mm -hmm. so that'll be fun. Hopefully, I finish tonight. Yeah, I haven't touched it. It's like there's still the print off in my car, just chilling. Um, I figured if I get it out of the car, then one of the kids is gonna draw on it. So, so I'm like, just leave it there. But uh, man, I I have a whole list of shit I want to get to, so I'm gonna try to open my phone back up. Uh, do you think you could handle Frank, her husband, Frank, becoming a stripper? I already warned you about that one. Um, I don't, like, and even in this hypothetical question, I can't even fathom him doing that. Like, he would <laughs> never do that. So. But let's say, let's, let's say it just I got just down can't. to it. It happened. Somebody offers him a job. They're like, hey, I really like the way you move. We just need you to put on this G-string. You're just going to rub it on some girls' faces, but you keep the G-string on. That's hard. I would want to be supportive of whatever he wanted to do, but also I just don't. Mm. Like, wait, uh, so girls are going to do what now? They're going to have their face on your junk? That's what I'm saying. It seems like an issue. Like, I, I tattoo people all the time that they're like, oh, yeah, it'd be fucking cool. I'm like, I don't think so. Like, either gender. I don't think it would be cool. I would want to support him because he's so supportive of me and, like, whatever right. I want to do. So I would want to support him if in this weird hypothetical world that's what I wanted to do. But also, no, I don't think I'd be okay with it. I'm saying let's put it in a scenario where it's not what he wants to do. You're not trying to be supportive, but for some reason he gets roped into it, and that's what he has to do to make money. Like, the whole world's fucking in shit, but people are paying extra money for ginger strippers. I would also be there and then, like, take notes of girls who are just, like, too aggressive and then just, like, fuck them up <clears> in the back of the oh, alley. See, you had a different... <laughs> you're slightly less extreme than me. I thought you were going to say, and then I would see if I could get one of those suppressors... You go down the, the store by Taco Bell. It's like a year wait. And then you just fucking cat bitches in the parking lot every day. Just pss, pss, pss. Um, Suppressors are fun, by the way. I need to actually... This is a good time to get some shit like that, right? Like, be like, hey, how long is the wait now? <laughs> like, I don't... It's, it takes 10 months usually, I think. I think it would take way more than that today. Anyway, so what you're saying is you would love it. You want Frank to be a stripper. Yeah. Frank, you hear that shit? She said, shake your moneymaker. Um, all right. So let's see. Number four on my fun list here is you seem to really accept everything about everyone and you don't get enough credit. for. I don't give you enough credit for that. Nobody gives you enough credit for that. But you really like I've never with the exception of people like asking you to see your feet or something just like really that. creepy. But even so, like, if they didn't ask you, you'd be like, okay, that's his thing. I've never seen anybody more supportive of other people's weird shit. It's just like, okay, I don't like it. But, you know, if it doesn't hurt anybody to an extent that's fucking hilarious. Like, I, I, I consider myself open-minded. But the shit that you'll, like, just be like, you know what? That's, I hope it's making them happy. It's very impressive. It's also funny. I just thought I would throw that in here. And you can giggle all you want. <laughs> And then we have to talk about Norwals or Norwell. How do you say that? Norwals? Norwals, yeah. yeah. The unicorn in the sea. Yeah. Okay. First off, did you know sometimes they get two horns? I did not know tusk. that. Tusk. It's a tusk, actually. And it grows through. They don't have them when they're born, and it grows through their fucking face. 
Wait, so like the one on their forehead? It rolls through their mouth and they don't have teeth. Oh no. Yeah. It doesn't hurt them apparently. They just grow a fucking hole in their face. How do they eat? They, they just like swallow, like they swim into fish and they just open their mouth and go whoop. Mm. Like that's how a lot of bigger, like whales eat that way. Like, I, okay. So I think your question was like, how much do you know about Norwals, right? Well, I was just, I wrote down something about Norwals just because Asher said we should talk about Norwals. He loves them. Asher's funny. (laughs) (laughs) He is really funny. Um, I don't know what they eat. I think they eat little fishies. I'm just thinking about this extra like tusk. Like growing out of their like mouth. What if they're trying to eat and then they shish kebab things and they never get to eat it and it's like the carrot on the stick. Like they just go stab it. Oh, this just gonna be good. And then nothing. Yeah. Damn, that would suck. That I don't think suck. that's what's happening, but that would suck. But I mean, I'm sure. Like with all the different shit that happens. I mean, I've seen, I've seen uh, longhorns get their horns stuck in shit. I can't imagine they don't occasionally like accidentally scoop something up with it and go, oh man. How am I going to just start shaking it? Like, a Norwal doing that shit would be hilarious. Like, there's a fish on the end that looks delicious. Or, like, a little octopus or something flapping around. Yeah. It's a valid thing to say about Norwals. <laughs> but, no, like, Asher, we were listening to a podcast about him the other day, and he goes, if I could see one with one or one with two, I would want to see one with two. Because I could just imagine it with without one of them, but it'd be harder to imagine it with an extra one. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> He's hilarious. Like his reasoning for something. For yeah, just... it doesn't make any sense, but to him, it makes it perfect does. sense. He's so logical about mm-hmm. it. It's funny. Well, yeah, he explains everything. I think the way I try to explain everything, and then usually, as long as I'm not at work, uh, I can explain things. And he's like me at work. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shit, there's a trash bag I gotta go get. And then he forgets what he's talking about, which is also hilarious. Um, dude, my nose itch is so bad. Is the cocaine? Uh, no, but I've mentioned cocaine on this podcast like 45 times. Hi, Mom. I promise I don't do cocaine. Uh, oh, I, are we lying? No, no I don't do <laughs> she's gonna She's gonna fucking call Frank's mom. Be like, hey, uh, is, is your daughter-in-law giving cocaine to my son? <laughs> Uh, man, now I have the real sniffles, though, and I can't get rid of it. Um, shit, you got me sidetracked. Oh, once upon a time, in my mom's car, <laughs> I was, I, when you could get on Kaza, I think it was called Kaza, do you, no? LimeWire. What is Kaza? You know what LimeWire is, right? Yeah. I don't know what the fuck Kaza is. I'm thinking of LimeWire. Uh, is probably something like it, but you could download music and put them on CDs, this is like for the younger listeners out there. It's like a, it's a disc. It looks like a frisbee with a little hole in the middle, and you would put it into what's called a CD player. CD stands for cassette disc or compact disc or something. Compact disc because a cassette no is. The point is, it's compact disc. Son of a bitch. I would make CDs and I'd put like Eric Clapton songs. Eric Clapton has a song called Cocaine, and he's describing the wonderful qualities of cocaine. Uh, and, and if you want to do certain tasks, cocaine helping you in them. Like if you want to get down, down on the ground, cocaine, that's part of the lyrics. But we were in my mom's Camry and I put that shit in and she goes, see the difference between me and your dad, your dad would hear you listen to this and think you're doing cocaine. And I hear you listen to this and I just think you like music and that guy probably used to do cocaine. And I'm like, great observation, mom. I don't know. What do you say are you saying I look like I do cocaine? Are you saying dad thinks I do cocaine? Like, this is like fucking, I don't know, it's probably 13. 
So this is a long time ago. I still don't do cocaine. I'm still like, dude, anything that looks that addictive, I'm like, uh-uh. Like coffee, that's probably enough. I don't know what I would do on cocaine. I don't know what I would do on any drug. I think those trucks are loud as fuck out there. I just keep hearing. Whoa. I keep thinking the air conditioner kicked on. I don't hear anything. I think mine's more sensitive or headphones and me get along really good. But yeah, you should do cocaine. Yeah. I think, yeah, if I'm going to try a drug. You should try balls weed. Balls to the wall. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just, just go for it. I would say if you want to go balls to the walls uh, in your quarantine, uh, maybe try like LSD. Be a fun one for you. Uh, you could paint. You, you and Frank get that glow-in-the-dark body paint and just pick a room. You guys have like a kind of like a bonus room of some sort, right? Take all the furniture out of that room and plastic tarp all like the whole bottom, like the carpet and shit, and then paint the wall with glow-in-the-dark body paint while you're high as fuck on acid. Dude, it would be a great day. Oh my gosh. And then after that, you could like, I don't know, somebody come over to your house for Dungeons and Dragons or whatever, and you'd be like, hey, check this out. That's how we get down. And they're like, were you guys fucking like animals? No, actually, we didn't even know that the... We both thought we were alone. Uh, <laughs> we thought... I thought Frank was a rhinoceros. Um, it could get wild. You could have a lot of fun. Let me go back to these... Keep shit moving. What do you know about Norwals? When was the last time you drank from a sippy cup? Motherfucker. <laughs> I wish people could see your face because you're like silently giggling. She goes like this, but with her face. <laughs> But it's with just her face, not the noise. Her face does that noise. I Without the noise. don't remember sippy cups. Okay. Well, when I wrote that, I was drinking out of a sippy cup. So. I envy you. Mm-hmm. Back, back in time. Mila, Mila talked me into that shit. She was like, hey, can we both have drinks? And I was like, yep. And she was like, you should get that cup. And pointed at one. I was like, you're right. So we're just drinking chocolate milk out How of sippy it? cups. It's good. It tastes better for some reason. Like something about the little, the narrow path, it like re... I think the like Something. fun colors of a sippy cup would it, just make everything better. It probably enhances the experience a little bit, but there's something about the nozzle, like like. <laughs> oh my God, trucks chill. You can hear. You I heard, heard that, I heard one, that one, one. Yeah. Um, it's when it goes through a smaller hole and then comes back out. It just tastes better. I don't know. It's like it's kind of like a uh, fucking frothy milk is better than regular milk. Like I when you hate get the, frothy milk. You don't like a frothy latte with an extra frothy froth froth. No, I was just joking. I just wanted to argue. Oh, know. that was a shitty argument. <laughs> I was gonna support you on that too. I was like, all right, you know what? To each his own. Um, all right. So, less of a funny question. Uh. It's kind of like the first thing with how lucky we are to be tattooers. Uh, people get locked into careers a lot, and usually it's a money thing. Usually it's like they're a great car salesman, and they make 140000 a year, and they have a car payment and a house payment, and that shit requires that they make at least 139000 a year, and they can't do anything else. As tattooers, I feel like it's kind of an automatic thing that we're like locked into it because we love it. Like We couldn't do anything else. It has nothing to do with money. But also, we all seem to do other shit, too. Like, it's like we work more than most people. And for the longest time, I didn't do other shit. I would paint, like, once a year just to prove I could. And then I would fucking freak out because I wasted three hours painting something that I couldn't make money off of. But um, now I do this. And now I grow weed. And I'm probably going to be painting a lot soon. Um, The point is, other people versus tattooers, like, when I talk to them, it feels like they're all kind of stuck. Like... Like, everybody seems like they're stuck at Goodyear or whatever. And this current crazy time might be 
that might change that for the better for some people. Like, some people could lose their job and be freaking the fuck out and then be like, you know what? I used to be really good at making shit out of wood and then just make dope-ass benches for a couple months while they're on unemployment and figure out they can make a living. I think this job is, you know, the best thing ever, obvs. Um, but we're also really lucky that we do get to have hobbies. And I feel like other people could have hobbies, but like speaking from experience, like with teaching, I would just come home from teaching and just not have the mental mm -hmm. energy to do anything. Well, I come home from tattooing and don't have the mental energy to do anything. And then I smoke weed. And then I, I might be physically tired or I might be like still drained. But even though like weed, unless it's sativa, it's going to make you sleepy. It's not going to wake you up usually. It does a thing where my brain says, ah, for like 10 seconds. And I literally just need 10 seconds. Because my other option is uh, in the bathtub with my head underwater, um, like just my nose out for five or six minutes or like a shitload of weed really fast um and if i don't do those things then yeah i i'm in that but the point is there's things to break that there's like i'm mentally tired when i come home from avenue on a saturday because it's fucking saturday it's avenue there's a lot of shit going on and because i don't shut the fuck up like i just my you client do. comes in <laughs> and i just go and it's like that actually is me purging ideas like, it's mostly me trying to entertain people, but, like, whatever is coming out of my mouth is usually one one-thousandth of one one-thousandth of what's going on in my head. So I'm just trying to, like... Yeah, usually when I'm tattooing, I, like, have a show on or have music on right. stuff, except for on Saturdays, because my clients love to listen to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes on and on and on, and then they're like, oh, I think you're hilarious. I'll get you a little live. scan code with a link to the podcast. Like... The other day when I was tattooing that, uh, the last person that was allowed to bring a guest, um, the, oh shit, what was it that I did? The dove and stuff on the inner forearm. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was really nice. Um, her boyfriend was also really nice. And he, like, within 10 seconds of being there, he's like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. And I was like, thank you. Um, and then that turned into, like, he was asking me questions and I realized by the end of the day, he was just doing the thing I do to people just to see what weird shit will come out of their mouth. Like when we get like five army guys, I'm always like, hey, so which one of you guys sucks the most dick? Just like something fucking weird. Where like, I don't suck dick. And then you'd find the guy, the guy that comes out and like, well, uh, sometimes when I need extra money on the weekends and you're like, wait, are you serious right now? And they're like, no, I'm fucking with you. And that's your guy. That's yeah. my fucking dude I'm going to fuck with. I think people really like listening to you talk. Like, my clients, people in the lobby and stuff, is because, it's like, you're not reserved. You just, like, everything <laughs> that you think just comes out. And it you takes, say it that. Takes, <laughs> it seems like everything you think just comes out. And that takes people back because it's not common. Like, right. So. Well, it's, I try to be as, like, as close to honest and transparent as I can in most cases, which is, it, it has its drawbacks for sure. But... <sighs> I still probably hold back a thousand things I want to say that are fucked up every day. Yeah, like you're not mean like, to people. No, no, and that's like, well, usually I don't want to be mean to people. Like usually when somebody's an asshole, I find it way more entertaining to figure out a way to make them not realize they're being an asshole until the end of the day to make, like, okay, if we have an asshole here, Jason's tattooing a guy, his friend's a dickhead, I'll fuck with his friend the whole time. And then I'll also fuck with his friends. Like I'll fuck with the guy getting tattooed and the other guys because there's always fucking five of them. I'll mess around and just say crazy shit and make sure that guy feels like he's included and it gets him to stop being a piece of shit. And then by the end of the day, 
a few things will come out where he goes, oh, that's why he didn't think it was funny when I said that, but it was funny when the other guy said that because he doesn't like me. There's got to be a reason he doesn't like me. They'll know I don't like him, but they'll still know I'm fucking, there's no reason not to be nice to people you don't like. And if you can, some people are too dumb for that message to work, but if you can figure out a way to convey that without saying, hey, I personally don't like you, but you could still be nice to me because that's what I'm doing to you, you piece of shit. If you could do that without those words, one out of, I would say one out of three people usually are somewhat perceptive to it. Perceptive? Fuck, I can't talk today. I haven't been around humans, and I don't know how to use words. What is language? It's so weird. Well, language is what you used to teach, (laughs) actually. Uh, So you should know. What is language, Megan? Well, there's a difference between linguistics, which I did not teach, and language arts, which I did teach. Wait, language arts is different from, like, English? Um, English is, like, the broad term, and, like, language arts is just, like, reading and writing. Mm. So, so language arts, like if let's say nobody had any education, but you, you just figure out your career and then you go get educated in that any writer, songwriter, any type of writer at all, anybody that writes articles, any kind of journalist would need to take language arts Mm -hmm. to learn how to properly form a sentence in a way that fucking gets the message across. Yeah. Like language arts is English. Like English is language arts. Well, when, when people say English, like in my head, I'm thinking like, you're teaching a person that doesn't speak English, English, like from right. scratch. That's, that's why there's like that little bit of a difference because language arts is um, your, like the, like your primary language. What is that called? Fuck. You know, the one you speak. English. Yes. Thank that's you. the one I speak. No, no, um, what else? Anyways. <laughs> um, and how to use that. Your, na- your sh- native tongue. Or no, like no, no. Your... There's a, there's a term like, um, cause I use it all the time saying like, uh, technically I don't know which is his first and the second language but there's a term for like your first language your uh fucking shit this is the funnest thing about podcasts people are like you all are stupid i yeah, can't come not... back i could <laughs> i could come back in and edit this and just have like a little clip of me going and slide it in there where you could barely notice or i can let this shit go and people will yell at me in their car and it's fucking I like great that. let's do that yeah i don't mind the but... other thing is like when you edit it it takes out the honesty like yeah. very straightforward on this thing but then um back to whatever that word was that I can't remember, you know. Um, but language arts is how to use that language to convey things. Okay. So what most people in high school are learning as far as English-related shit is language arts. <laughs> and if I were teaching a guy from, I don't know, say Spain, to speak English, he would need English classes how I would need Spanish lessons. Like, okay. Yeah. I've always thought it was weird when people say I'm going to English class or I have an English class or whatever, but... Another thing I should probably put in the description of the podcast so people know, like, like the overall on the actual podcast site. I don't have any education, so I don't. Like every time I try to explain to somebody, they're like, "Oh, so like you, uh, you?" I'm like, "No, nothing." They're like, "So like high school? No, I mean nothing." They're like, "All right, elementary? I know how to read. Yeah, I know how to read. Math? Up to ten? Yes. Past that, nothing. Nothing at all." They're like, "But you run a business every fucking time." I'm like. It's kind of like when you tell people you don't eat meat and then you get in an argument. You could say vegetarian. It seems like it would save time. It's it's worse. I say I don't eat meat because then I can just go, well, that's not meat. That's not meat. That is meat. That's not meat. Back and forth with them. And then all it comes down to, the only argument we have is eggs, butter, milk, fat. So if it has any fat in it, it's meat, according to a lot of people. Even if it's not animal fat, just anything that has fat is meat. Uh, so an avocado is meat. Um, eggs to a lot of people are meat. Mm-hmm. I get the argument. 
my argument against that, it's period blood. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, so you eat it? I'm like, yeah, I get hungry sometimes. Um, milk, it's fucking titty juice. Like, it doesn't make sense that people think all these things are meat, but they do. So, like... I I used to be a vegetarian for a long time, too. It sucked, didn't it? It did suck. Because I also ate eggs. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had anyone tell me that an avocado was meat. Oh, dude, I've had ice cream as meat. Uh, my brother argued with me every time I saw him for over three years and yelled at me and told me I was going to hell uh, because ice cream is meat. Um, I don't understand his justification there. Anything with fat, usually you win the argument when you say, and I try to not engage in these arguments, yeah. but when you say, well, avocado has fat, they go, that's not what I meant. Usually they don't actually say an avocado is meat, but I have heard people say anything with fat is meat. And then my argument is always like, okay, what about an avocado? <laughs> and they're like, well, it doesn't have the same kind of fat or that's not what I meant or whatever, because they couldn't possibly admit that they're just saying stupid shit they heard yeah. somebody else say without thinking about it. The problem isn't that the person telling you that's stupid. The problem is the person telling you that heard somebody else say it and they repeat it without thinking about it, which is a stupid thing to do, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're stupid. Like I'll hear something on a podcast and I'll try to explain it to someone who's like, actually, we should look this shit up because I, I was probably driving. I drive a lot of stuff. Um, anyway, this is supposed to be the Megan podcast. What's up, Megan? I forgot what the question was. We were just talking about all kinds of shit. I don't know. I got some stuff in here, though. <laughs> we get sidetracked. Um... Uh, People seem to be evolving. Oh, shit. I didn't even know I wrote this down. I was high for this one for sure. <laughs> uh, I just wrote, people start. People seem to be evolving in the direction of kindness. Uh, and then in parentheses, Mila started talking, so I don't know why I wrote this. <laughs> That's, But I don't know why I wrote that. But like people talk about how the world's gone to shit and how everybody's an asshole and all these different things. Everybody I have an in-person interaction with with the i mean there's like an age group and i don't want to like sound like an asshole but i think most males between like i don't know actually we'll just say 25 and below most of them kind of hard to talk to them it's probably an environmental thing probably what their job is the way we see them it's usually a guy in the army that probably just got out of fucking boot camp or basic training or whatever and he's around a bunch of dudes and he hasn't busted a load in like three days. And when he did, it was in his hand and he was in the shower with another dude trying to sneak it out. And it was disgusting. The point is like, there's something going on at that time in their life. I don't think people are generally shitty, but I think my perception of humanity is based on not having a Facebook account. Like it's definitely changed since I got rid of it. Um, I think, I think tons of people are pieces of shit, assholes, horrible people. I agree with all those statements, but I think the vast majority are okay, at least. And when I was a kid, basic interactions with people involved way worse shit. Like people would, when I was a little kid, people would blow cigarette smoke in my face. I have no, it's probably like a look I was giving them that I didn't realize <laughs> I was giving them. It's probably my fault. But like, I'd be walking to Walmart and like, oh shit, if this dude blows it on me, I'm gonna have an asthma attack. And then people would just blow it straight at me. And I was like, what the fuck kind of asshole fucking blows? <gasps> and then I couldn't <laughs> breathe. Um, but now I haven't seen that happen to an adult or a kid. Like, if you were going to do it, do it to a fucking grown-up. I haven't seen that happen in 20-something years. Like, I was a little kid last time that happened. I like to think that everyone is nice. Like, we've had this talk before. Like You got them rosy glasses. I do have rosy glasses. Um, but I can, like, see your, like, your point. I think maybe what 
it is is like people are more interactive with each other like mm. even online or you know like just social gatherings or like Oh. Right. Like, I feel like a long, long time ago, people gathered and there was a lot more in-person interaction. But like 20-ish years ago to today, I think people talk to other people more. Yeah. Like, for sure. It's just they don't talk the same way they used to. It's through something, yeah. text or whatever. But yeah, but I, you're right. I think uh, being able to talk to more people, being able to see more people, being able to witness more people do things has like put, I want to say like mean people in reality checks. Right. Like, they get called out for shit. Um, they see other people being nice all the time. And I just think maybe it might have like an influence on people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like not the same thing, but if you just say like, I highly doubt anybody was trying to go fucking skydiving or not the sky, the wingsuit thing. There's this guy named Andy Stumpf. He fucking does it. He's where they jump. Like, yeah, it's like a squirrel suit. That motherfucker's nuts. But the point is like, if there wasn't a YouTube I wouldn't know what they're talking about. There would probably be a news story every six months or something where they show a guy doing it and it's 10 seconds. You can type in what I'm going to get it wrong. I think you just type in wingsuit, but you could just like related videos to his videos. You could spend six hours watching people do that and go, fuck, I want to do that. It's so and, scary, but I yeah. would so do that. I don't think like, I would do that one. It's like flying. I think I would do a hang glider. I think I, I would parachute. The wingsuit thing, first off, you know the temperatures where they start? Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. it's like they start really high. I mean, I think there's ways to do it lower, but the way that he does it when he set the world record, which somebody currently, I think, just beat, so he's going back after him, which is fun, too. <laughs> uh, I think it was like... Actually, I'm not even going to say how many thousands of feet, because I'm going to be wrong. It was high enough that he said he couldn't feel his hands, like within 20 seconds or 30 seconds of getting out of the plane, because it's so cold. And then he breaks through to a certain point where it gets hot. So he starts out freezing and his hands go from numb from the cold to on fire. Like, you know, when you wash your hands after you've been out in the snow and it's like the yeah. worst. And he was like, that's not even the worst part though. And he's just talking like, just everything's bullshit. And then he comes down and he's just grateful to be alive. He just seems like a really cool guy. And the point is without podcasting, without YouTube, without uh, Facebook or Instagram or whatever, even though I like I, I don't think Instagram or Facebook either one is the problem. I think people fucking getting to talk and being idiots is the problem. Like allowing everybody to talk has a side effect of fucking morons get to talk. Yeah, but on the other side, I think everyone getting to talk and everyone getting to see other people's opinions is part of the like yeah. people being nicer. Yeah, it's weird. Like I I know people. Also, it, we used. <laughs> I say we. We as a fucking whole of people, not you, hopefully not me, used to talk shit about people for being nice. It's still kind of a thing. But people are like, oh yeah, look at this motherfucker. He's over there helping out homeless people. Yeah, he is. You're a piece of shit for making fun of him. And now there's like YouTubers like going viral for helping people. Yeah. And, then, and that's catching. Like people yeah. are like, yeah, I want to help people like that. Yeah. And my thing with that, I, I talked to Eddie about this after our podcast. And I wish we were still recording for this because it was a very fun conversation. And we were both clear and coherent, finally. But people get mad about why you do shit. Like, so, for example, if somebody puts something on a GoFundMe, GoFundMe encourages you. Now, they're getting a cut, and they have a business reason to do it, but also it helps the fucking campaign. When you get done go donating, donating on GoFundMe, they give you a link that says, hey, could you share this? You could hit share to Facebook, copy link, uh, share to Instagram, email, whatever. And it's a link that says, I just donated to this. Check it out. And they don't, they automatically type that. They allow you to type whatever the fuck you want. So you could type, hey guys, my buddy needs your help or whatever it is. But the default is I just did this, you should too, basically. And I think that's fucking cool because like, yeah, I don't think that should be the reason you do it. 
But if that is the reason you do it, you still fucking did it. And I don't care. Like, and if we keep bashing people for like, I mean, there's, it's a real thing. Like I was talking to somebody recently about one of my friends that I think is just a great dude. And he's like, yeah, but he posts that he does it. And I was like, yeah, he posts that he does a lot of shit because he wants to inspire you to do it. And he's like, I'm not fucking going feeding homeless people just because somebody else fed homeless people. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not. But so I, I assure you, if a thousand people see it, somebody will be like, man, maybe not feed them, but maybe give that guy a dollar instead of being a dick to him. And I don't think, I think Instagram and Facebook and all that's helping with this too, but I think people are genuinely scared that people will think they did it for the wrong reason, so they won't do it or they won't be public about it. Yeah. Which, that's stupid. Yeah, I mean, I can see why people, that that would be, like, their first thoughts. Like, oh, they're only doing that to look cool. But, like, yeah, I, like, agree. Like, maybe they're doing it to inspire people. But even if they're not, that's what I'm saying. Like, let's say, let's say just, like, your favorite tattooer that's rich as fuck, that's, like, got a million dollars, goes, hey, due to this weird lockdown thing, a bunch of tattooers are having a problem, I'm going to give away uh, 20,000 prints, and you guys can sell them and keep the money. See, again, this is just like me. I would automatically be like, that's so right. nice. And it I is. Want, I and, and I'm saying, let's say, let's say the reason they did that is they have an attorney that was like, hey, you know, the best thing to make you look good and raise money so you can pay me for this shit while you're not making money. People are going to start giving you money for free. And they did it so that they would get praise and get free money. Who fucking cares? You still help people. And like that now it sounds like I'm defending people that are just like douchebags about <laughs> shit. But like, who fucking cares? Like. I've had a really big hang up with that for a while, but I mean, 10 years ago, if I saw somebody on Facebook or I don't know if it was even 10 years ago, if they even had GoFundMe, but I remember I would see like these things people were doing and they'd be like, look, I donated. And I would look at it and be like, what a fucking dickhead. And then I would go donate. And it's like, (laughs) I look at it as like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Like, good for you. Thanks for helping out. Right. But like I was, uh, around Christmas, I did that giveaway thing Mm -hmm. that I was trying to get people to donate anything to any charity and it didn't go well. I was talking to my cousin about it, and he's like, I don't know. I don't know how much money he makes, but a great percentage of it has always gone to something good, and he does a lot of shit, and he never talks about any of it. He goes overseas, fucking helps just countless things. Like, he used to go, like, do, like, ministry stuff, and he was like, these guys need that, but not as much as they just need water and somebody to hang out with them. And he'll go to third world countries and just, like, hang out with kids take a bunch of pictures, keep them in his phone. They don't go anywhere. And the reason is he doesn't want to taint that by making it look like he's trying to do something bad. And also he doesn't think that he's going to inspire people to do the same thing. And he doesn't want to, I think his main issue from what I like, from what I heard, it sounded like his main issue is he didn't want to like turn it into a thing where now he does it for Instagram or he does it for likes or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, which I agree with that concept, but I'm just saying like, if he did and everybody thinks he's a fucking douche canoe, he's still going over there doing good shit. Yeah, and he's not a douche canoe. He's a great my guy. my heart that he feels like he can't share something because of how other people would make it negative. Like, Well, he, we've, we've talked about the kids, the thing with the gas, right? Where somebody threatened to kill my kids. Yeah. Like, that's I one just, instance. And it still made me just not want to mm-hmm. fucking talk to anybody in Lawton for five years. And, it, it, like, so in... Yeah, it makes me sad too. Yeah. But I just want everyone to be happy. They'll just can't. be happy. Just be nice. <laughs> if everybody's happy, then nobody goes, Oh my goodness, Megan's so happy. They just you'd be normal. <laughs> be weird. It would take away your normal weirdness. Your lack of everybody being like you would be a problem. A few of you is great. And be very um, annoying. <laughs> well, I mean also everybody being mad would be a problem. Everybody one yeah. emotion across the board, like I'm not at all saying you're not right. I wish everybody's happy too, but it's like eh, it's fine. A little turmoil's fine. 
I'm just looking forward to hunting and not eating the meat and feeding my kids. That's yeah. when the in the apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to be weird as fuck. I'm going to go be like, hey, I took out four deer. That means I can eat four deer worth of vegetables. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> they don't need that shit anymore because they did. Uh, also, I need to get a deep freeze and a solar panel. Yeah. I ordered a solar phone charger. Off Amazon. I mean, solar stuff would probably be real helpful because when the if, when the when, when, when the world <laughs> electricity goes out, like yeah. we're fucked. Well, that was uh, <laughs> so last year I looked at a full solar system for my house, yeah, and I didn't pull the trigger on it. And the thing was zero percent financing. Like I was like, man, it's like thirty G's for a fucking hundred thousand dollar house to be fully solar with a thirty year guarantee. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Uh, I looked at the Tesla Power Powerwall like two or three years ago. Sorry about that bump. Uh, I looked at the Tesla Powerwall a while back. That's way cooler. You get one of them that'll like supplement your electricity, but it's a battery and a set of solar panels. Uh, two of them would run my whole house. Two of them's $13,000. Way fucking cheaper than the, yep, fucking motorcycles and shit. Can't wait till this curfew kicks. I'm gonna sneak out. Fucking be in here in the silence. Uh, every time I did it, I was like, I'll get to that shit later. It's not like I need it. And right now I'm like, fuck, probably should have gotten that shit. All of those people laughed at those bunker buddy people. Dude, I used to watch that. uh, Have you watched Extreme Preppers? Yeah. (laughs) That shit is so fucking funny. The thing is, like, anything to that extreme I think is bad. Like, anything where you're like, okay, so not only do I have 16 underground lairs. Bitch, why you got one underground lair? You don't need, you need a storm shelter, not a lair. That's a weird thing to have 16 of. They'll like, they bury fucking like storage containers and then dig a tunnel from one to the next to the next to the next. And then they put like vault doors between them and shit. Like, so if you chase them, they can lock themselves in this fucking vault with an escape and shit. And I'm like, what does this motherfucker do for a living? And it turns out they like sell tires or something. Yeah. Like, just something weird. Yeah, that's a weird they show. Have you ever watched the uh, Extreme Cheapskates? No. Dude, there's motherfuckers getting box wine. Okay. <laughs> this guy, I don't remember how he obtained it, but I can only imagine it has something to do with recycling and he like stole it. But he had a bottle for like a really nice wine. And he might have at one point bought the wine. I don't know. But he would refill that bottle. I know, there's sirens. I'm sorry. I told you it's going to happen. No, I'm laughing at the refilling the okay. bottle. <laughs> so he would refill the bottle with box wine from Costco. And him and his wife both know that's what's happening. They're not having any guests over. But the bottle, the presentation is what he's selling. He's going, we're going to have this fucking fancy, fancy French name. And actually it's like Costco six bucks for this big ass box. And I thought it was kind of cool. I was like, you know what? I like it. But then when this lady was drying her, uh, not tampons, what do you call the thing on the outside? Pads. She was drying and reusing not reusable ones. That made me nervous. Uh, Yeah, that's... (laughs) That's no good. Yeah, there were there were a lot of weird things on there. Like, I'm trying to think of the one. Oh, the guy that re, he reused paper towels, and he's like, you use paper towel five or six times, and he's not fucking wrong. Like, if you're just cleaning your counter with fucking window cleaner, and you're just trying, or a, a window would be a better example. Your counter might have like fish guts on it. I don't know, but it depends on. We're in Oklahoma, guys. There's fish guts on everybody's counter. There's, there's fucking there's salmonella. Well, there's tigers. <laughs> have you watched that? I watched Dude. It fucking okay i've had so many people from like oregon message me like is this what's fucking happening there (laughs) okay first off i've been to that zoo (laughs) before and after joe exotic got in trouble we're talking about what is it called tiger king yes what if for some reason you're able to find this podcast and you haven't already heard about tiger king 
First off, that's a problem. Second, go look it up. It's on Netflix. Uh, I went when it was Joe Exotic running it. He really does dress like a fucking flamboyant. He's like the most fabulous trailer park homosexual mullet having person that's not singing his own songs. In the documentary, they don't cover this. I watched the whole fucking docu-series in like two days, dude. Um, also, I learned to read minds while watching, and I'll tell you more about that in a minute. <laughs> Weed is a hell of a drug. Uh, so, without trying to spoil the whole thing, he's married to two men. Both of them don't really appear to be gay. He met both of them when they were under 21, I'm pretty sure, like around 18, 19 years old. Uh, then they bring in other characters that have zoos in different places. And Brandy's, Brandy goes, I don't want to support them, but I want to go to all of these zoos. <laughs> and I was like, you're saying we need to go to South Carolina. We need to go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina to go to a zoo. She's like, I like Myrtle Beach. <laughs> like, yeah. So they, they have, they go cover like this dude. He's a polygamist. He has like, uh, I'm going to get the number wrong, a handful of fucking wives, at least four or five wives. He meets them when they're 17, 18 years old, around their 18th birthday. He basically um, imprints on them, for lack of a better way of saying it. He thinks like an animal, and he thinks how animals think, and he's around animals a lot. So he goes, if I can trick this young bitch into thinking I'm her master, and he does. And he does. And then, <laughs> dude, it's fucking dark. And then they got the fucking Carol Baskin is the, there's also a podcast about it. Mm. Uh which I already heard, which kind of doesn't fuck up the documentary. I don't remember the name of it, but it was a wandering one. You should look that up too. Okay. Uh, Carol Baskin is just, she's a lady that does the same job he does, but she likes the way she does it better. So it'd be kind of like, you came in after the Coils versus Rotaries debate. Rotaries won, by the way. Uh, but that lasted about 10 years of tattooing. Just like, oh, you got fucking dildos? Fuck you. Like there'd be videos of people using coil machines, whip shading, and say, fuck rotaries, and then be like, hashtag loyal to the coil, and they would tell all of us, they would call us faggots, which is my favorite word to be called for using superior equipment. Like, you're a homosexual. And actually, if that's, the, if that's what we're going to say, though, I have noticed most gay dudes do have quality goods. They don't fuck around with that cheap shit. So maybe that's what they meant. Maybe it was a compliment I didn't understand. The point is... <clears throat> I don't know what the point is. Fucking Carol Baskin, this crazy bitch, she's a fucking cub-petting lion-tiger breeder or whatever as well, but she now claims she doesn't breed them anymore and she just saves them. Um, They're all in fucking cages. Like, the point is, it's like, they put out stats on there that I'm sure you've already heard. There's way more, I think just in the state of Texas, or just probably the state of Oklahoma, there's more tigers in captivity than all the wild, but definitely in the United States, there's way more. Like it's like, like they're estimating. Ah, fuck, I wish I remembered numbers. That's a big number. Let's say it's like a thousand or ten thousand in the wild. It's like hundreds and hundreds of thousands here. Guess how much it costs to buy a fucking tiger? Like if you or I want a pet motherfucking tiger, is it not expensive? It's not expensive at all. Not that I know a guy that breeds more expensive dogs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, two grand. It's what? Two, nah. Two, yeah, nah. two grand. They uh-huh. said you buy a tiger for two grand. I was like, how much do you pay to pet it? 500 at a hotel in Vegas or like 80 bucks in Winniewood. So you could just buy tigers. There's no laws that say you can't just buy tigers apparently, but there's laws about zoos buying tigers or something. And then it turns out there is a law about buying tigers. But these motherfuckers just under the table. And I'm like, Did okay, yeah. if it's dangerous 
and expensive to transport them, expensive to feed them, you could go to jail. If this was a drug, it would be worth way more than $2,000. Like, all the work it takes just to keep a tiger alive, all the meat it eats. It's fucking stupid. They're two grand. I could buy so many tigers right now. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. Could have bought a fucking tiger. Uh, But yeah, you could do, like, a good weekend of tattooing and go buy a motherfucking tiger with your money and put a gold chain on that bitch. I mean... (laughs) That is a tempting idea. Now that you know it's two grand. Now that I know I could possibly mm-hmm. own a tiger. Yeah, That's but then new... when the tiger outweighs you and you don't want to be mean and you're like, I want him to keep his claws though because he needs them, then you die. Then you die, yeah. But if you don't declaw, like if you, I would probably say if you have a pet tiger, get a girl and declaw it. If you get a boy and you don't neuter it and you don't declaw it, you got about three and a half hours before you're dead. But they're not meant to be... I mean, yeah. house cats aren't technically meant to be kept inside, but they seem to be content with it. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I can't kill birds, but this bitch brings me salmon every morning. It's not too bad. Tigers look sad in captivity. So my fav- like, favorite like cat fact thing, and then I'm going to get it wrong and people are going to yell at us it's on the podcast. It's my favorite thing ever. Is that um, you can see throughout like history the evolution of the dog and the domestication of mm-hmm. dogs. And you cannot find that for the domestication of cats. Can I take a guess as to why? Yeah, go ahead. Fucking Egypt. But like, there's not like, so, like no evidence on where did they get a pet cat? Why right. is a pet? Yeah, so that's just like, well, if you what? just look at cats like uh, look at a bobcat, they're not that much different from a house cat. They're a little bigger. They're probably twice the size or something. We could look it up, but I'm gonna say I've never seen a bobcat over 35 pounds. Uh, I've seen a cat that's fat as fuck that probably weighed 35. But bobcats are like yeah. You know, they're pretty small. Um, a lynx looks a lot like a house cat. A snow leopard, like the, uh, or not, oh shit, what is it? Not a snow leopard. It's a snow something else. But it looks like a lynx. It's got the weird fucking funny ears. There's a lot of cats that I could see it like, all you'd have to do is like six or seven generations, which could take the, I mean, how long does a cat live? 20 years? 10? 12? I don't have a cat. Let's guess 15 years. So with humans, if you wanted to fucking make people short you'd have to get a shitload of short people and take thousands of years to just make all people short with a cat if you just wanted a house cat i think you could do it in a human's lifetime so somebody over history could have just done that i'm gonna say the egyptians probably found things like those little fucking the sphinx ones that you can have i think that's kind of how they were they might have been a little bigger and bred down yeah i think that was kind of a thing i don't know but the point is you can watch people do that with dogs forever because they like, used to be wolves. Like, I want a pet dog. I'm going to do this and get yeah. a pet dog. And they didn't. Like, you can't find that with a cat. I'm going to either guess cats. It's an older thing. Or cats that all took place in Egypt over the course of, like, 1,000 yeah. years. Like who free. Knows? Well, you know how much shit took place over there that we don't know about? But they love cats. Like, you can look in yeah. every single fucking thing Egyptian has some kind of cat somewhere attached to it. But they were hairless cats. They were like the cool looking ones that I want. Yeah. The little creepy ones. You're, you're allergic to cats. Like real bad. Yeah. Like worse than Mary Lee, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> really? As a cat. This morning, I, know. <laughs> I think it was this morning. It could have been last night. But her story was so fucking funny. It was like, I mean, I do feel bad for you. But this is some shit you would tell me. Shouldn't I got a cat, dumb motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> but like she would, she would tell me before I got the cat. I didn't think to warn her that it's real bad. But like. Well, actually, Carol Baskin, the lady, the fucking big cat rescue lady on the fucking documentary. That bitch is allergic to cats. She's got like a hundred of them. And apparently, I was, this was a theory I had. I was like, if I'm allergic to house cats, I wonder if tigers are different. They're not. They'll make me sneeze. <laughs> I, I played with a fucking liger one time and I was fine. 
but it was also in the winter and it just wasn't shedding much and I got a little sneezy. Um, anyway, back to that big cat rescue, Tiger King shit. I thought the first time I saw like an Instagram post, okay, that guy's from Oklahoma. It's just because it's from Oklahoma. And then like a few hours of that, I saw more and more and more Snapchat, all that. Then I saw Fred Thomas from Spain going off and I can't read Spanish very well. But I can read these words. Explosives, guns, crazy motherfuckers. And it was like I was reading his post to Brandy and I was reading Spanish words and translating them to English. And I didn't even know I had done it. I just was saying shit backwards. I was also very high. But I got it right. I checked the next day and I got all the words except one right. And one of them I told her, I don't know what that word means. But Fred Thomas was like, dude, these American motherfuckers are crazy. They got explosives and guns and murder and, and fucking tigers. And dude, and it's all about it's it's so crazy. But all those motherfuckers have like a few things in common. They love getting young people of the opposite sex or the same sex, depending on which person we're talking about, to come into their life. Except Carol Baskins, she gets old people because they got money. She's had <laughs> two rich ass husbands. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Also, they think she killed her husband. Also, I, go ahead. No, I just, like, I haven't watched a documentary yet. That's I think I'm pro, I'm a little bit protesting because I'm really sad that that's Oklahoma. Um, mm, it's not just Oklahoma, though. Actually, it looks like it's focused on Joe, the guy that's in prison here. Mm -hmm. He's in Chickasha, by the way. We could oh go see God. him right now, <laughs> right down the road. Uh, so it looks like that, the first couple episodes. And by the end of it, you realize they're actually, do you want me to half spoil it for everybody listening and you? Maybe not for everyone listening. Okay. Maybe like after. Okay. Well, the focus goes slowly away, more and more away from Joe being a piece of shit and more on other people being a piece of shit. They're all pieces of shit. That's for sure. If you watch the thing, you're like, oh, everybody here is a piece of shit. The guy that took over the GW Zoo looks like the sketchiest motherfucker ever. He's got like three or four layers of fucking affliction shirts on and he wears a do-rag under his hat and he wears gold chains and drives Ferraris with tigers in them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He looks fucking douchey as shit. Um, but the point is, everybody in it is kind of equally a shitbag. And one of them may have murdered their spouse. One of them allegedly paid to have somebody murdered. And if you want me to ruin that part, that's fun. Uh, one of them just fucks people as soon as they're legally old enough, but doesn't want to after they're a little older, but keeps them as employees. And since they're married to him, he doesn't pay them and they have to work 18 hour days, seven oh days a week <laughs> because they're his property because they're women. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. And that's the polygamy thing doesn't I don't see how that ties into the animal thing. But there's some weird thread where they all have these things in common. Um, but anyway, that Joe dude, he's buck wild. Motherfucker legitimately was walking around his zoo with a gun on like and on the documentary he goes oh that's not for the tigers that's for the people but when i was there the first time i was ever there i saw multiple armed guards and i asked one i was like hey i'm not trying to be too nosy but why does a zoo of this size need more than one armed guard and he goes oh it's for PETA." i was like oh i thought maybe you guys had like i don't know people trying to steal the tigers or something i assume they're really valuable i didn't even think about PETA. PETA would just come in there and take pictures and like as a person that went to the facility when it was there, it really, I've never seen a zoo that has that much acreage mm -hmm. for the tigers and what they told me they do that they're not allowed to do actually sounds nice. There's this huge field and they let like four or five tigers out at a time 
and they let them go get natural. They naturally go get hogs. And that, that helps with the hog population. It's a little closer to how a tiger would naturally operate, and it gives them some exercise. It's kind of the equivalent to taking your dog for a walk and, like, giving him a meal of not dog food. I don't know. Or letting him chase rabbits. Like, it seems natural. I don't want the rabbit to die. I don't want the hog. I mean, actually, fuck a hog. Like, I, would, I don't want the hog to die. But if I got to pick an animal, those motherfuckers are mean. Yeah, Oklahoma was weird. One time I was driving down the highway, and there was a hog, like... <laughs> Just chilling? Well, he was, like, got stuck on the on the inside. What's what's the middle of the highway? Median. Yeah, he was, like, in oh, the median. Like, cross. he couldn't cross. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's a fucking hog. They don't... It Was it night? Um, was it dark enough for you to not... It was dark. Okay, I was yeah. going to say, I saw one on the way home the other day. Uh, that's another thing about this current vehicular situation there's a lot more animals out because mm-hmm. there's a lot less cars out uh so i was on my way home from work like maybe it was like two weeks ago but i saw a little hog like it was it was not old enough to be on its own i mean it was probably i would call it a teenager hog or an adolescent hog i don't know <laughs> and then i saw like 20 fucking deer right by my house like you know where i live yeah you see, the field off the highway that's like there's a railroad track and like maybe 200 feet of grass there were tons of deer in that and i was like these motherfuckers crossed a road jumped over a railroad track and then came over here just to fucking graze because there's no cars out and i've never seen more than one deer there and there mm-hmm. was a bunch it was weird but i don't know i think it's cool like i think it's cool that they let the the fucking tigers chase deer was or not deer uh hogs probably deer too was my point and then Peta can take a picture of damn i'm bad at this i'm the worst podcaster ever <laughs> Peta can take a picture that looks really bad yeah and like i'm i'm kind of conflicted in that whole thing because it looks like a shit show it looks like a dude that started out with the idea of like oh i just like them i want to be around them not like i'm going to save the whole race of this kind of tiger or whatever but it seemed like he at least wasn't a shit bag at first but you know how many millions and millions of dollars he started making and it just looks like he went down a dark fucking path quick. Um, but yeah, he, he was marrying fucking dudes that are young and they don't look gay and it's very confusing. Uh, and I don't mean they don't look gay like all gay people look the same or anything. I mean, like, these dudes don't... When you talk to them, like, you see the interviews and you hear them talking, you're like, this dude sounds like he just wanted a Camaro. <laughs> like, like, you know the discussion all the army guys have? Like, how much I wouldn't suck a dick for anything under a million dollars. And they're like, meanwhile, you're like, I think you would suck a dick for $25. These motherfuckers are sucking dicks for... The Camaros, yeah. Camaros. And, and a pet t- tiger. And you, dude, that's the other thing, though. Like, just throwing it out there. Let's say, hypothetically, Frank doesn't exist. And there's a guy that's very handsome. And he has a motherfucking tiger? You gotta at least go see the tiger. You You might not be fucking him, but you at least gotta go see the tiger. a tiger, like... I want, I want to see a tiger. Right. Like I'm, I feel bad that I want to see a tiger because so I know cool. that they're not living their lives they're supposed to be living, right. but I want to I wanna see a tiger. Right, and that's the thing. Like, the there's arguments on both sides of that thing. The whole, like, they, they use them for education and awareness purposes. Nobody that I'm aware of in the United States is doing anything that will help or hurt the tiger population in fucking Asia. So I don't really understand, like, how, like, teaching my kids, like, yeah, this is a majestic animal and all this shit, but they just made 13 of them by having them fuck out back, and we're in a shed they bought at Lowe's so you can play with it. It doesn't seem like it's teaching your kids anything. I, if, 
the zoo things are really as a parent i fucking hate the zoo like if i didn't have kids i would have stopped going to zoos at the age of 21 i wouldn't have been i would have been in aquariums like a motherfucker just zoos make me sad yeah i love zoos but i can't go because there are too many fucking birds (laughs) dude and they just let them walk around they do they just let motherfucking peacocks run around at all the zoos me sarah and bailey went down to abilene and Mm -hmm. they have a zoo is what she told us. She's a fucking liar. It's a zoo exi- or it's a bird exhibit and they only have birds. For real? No, but that's what I felt. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's a silly zoo. Uh, yeah, the GW Zoo. I'm under the impression that it's already not there anymore, but they're building a new one. Uh, the sketchy guy with the Ferrari is building a new one. Uh, outside of the doc, can we talk about things that are completely unrelated to the documentary's coverage, but related to what they should have covered? Sure. Okay. Apparently, allegedly, maybe there's a shitload of human bodies buried out there. What? They think, apparently PETA's had tons of people that tried to go into the zoo to grab a picture or two to make them look bad and like try to stop their cub petting thing. And the cub petting thing is fucked up. They're making more tigers in captivity and not, if they were, if they were breeding them and then somehow releasing them into the wild and it was like there was a process that that could work i don't know how that would work but if they were doing that i think it's awesome make more tigers i like tigers just don't make them in oklahoma yeah (laughs) um but that's not what they're doing they're some people suspect as soon as they're too old to pet they kill them but the thing at the gw zoo there's a reason he had almost 200 fucking cats because he wasn't from what i could tell killing any of them he would let people pet them and then he'd try to sell them to another zoo still not great The point is uh, PETA would come in there and other organizations like PETA would come in there and try to take pictures and people think they kill them. They would just disappear. <gasps> so there's apparently some type of investigation. I have to say the word allegedly a lot because I don't want to get sued. I don't know who's being investigated. Just somewhere around that land, apparently some motherfuckers went missing. So they're hoping to find human bodies soon, which I think that'll lead to a whole different documentary. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tiger King and the Lost Bones. <laughs> It'd be so fucked up. But I'm like, that's got to be money, right? You're not killing people because you think they're going to hurt your tigers. You're killing people. Stay don't worry. Yeah. Your business. Yeah. It's all about that paper. Also, we when we went, the first time we ever went, I think, I think it was... I think I've only been twice. I think I went before Joe and after Joe just to see if it was because somebody was like, oh, yeah, they got to clean up. It's the same. It's fucking meth head from hell everywhere they had the same employees there's a lady out there that she has a nub because one of the tigers ripped her fucking arm off oh my god is she on the documentary yeah show that yep fuck yep yep it was great and also the people that were in the lobby waiting to go back they show a video of joe walking out and going i'm gonna let you know before you hear it on the news uh we just lost an arm to a tiger out there it's no big deal and he's like trying to downplay it like (laughs) We'll get everything ready for you guys. Uh, it might be tomorrow, but you're not going to have to pay anything for today. Don't worry. If you get to see anything, you're not. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he's just calmly explaining away a, a person's arm being removed from their body. Mm. Dude, it's wild. But the point is, bodies. Dude, fuck Lawton, man. I, I've been talking about how I want Lawton to be cool. They should All be we gotta at do is, home. This should be the perfect time to find just, Yeah, just fucking. Actually, I could do this in my garage now. I could just bring this. Just two mics and a fucking computer, bring it home. But the problem with that is, 
I'll be like restless at two in the morning because I didn't do anything today. And then I'll be like, hey, Brandy, I got a really cool idea. And I'll just go out in the garage and talk to nothing for four hours. And people will be like, uh, is there room in the loony bin for this guy? But yeah, uh, Tiger King, watch that shit. Sorry. Next subject. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about Tiger. It was just so fucking wild. Uh, what's your dream vacation? Hmm. I really, really want to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Wait, is that the the Orlando thing? Yeah. Yeah. The one that I went to with Mary Lee a long yeah. time? That's pretty dope. Um, like, as a non-Harry Potter fan, still fucking loved it. That's my dream me and Frank vacation, because I, okay. I know he would love that. My solo dream vacation would be to do the PCT, um, which is the trail from Mexico to Canada and like backpack the whole thing. Wait, wait, wait. Mexico to Canada. Canada. Yeah. It's a high, it's a backpacking trail. Can you explain geography to me real quick? So that's through America? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, damn. So you start out like not actually in Mexico or you do? Like you, like on the like, like on the Mexican border. border. So you're yeah. the so you're just walking straight up the whole country, mm -hmm. like through Texas, Oklahoma, and then what's above us? Uh, no, it's from California, Oregon, Washington. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I was like, that seems like no hiking. You're just going to be walking along the side of a highway. No, and yeah. That sounds cooler now that you said that. Doesn't sound near as crazy. So how many miles is that? Uh, like a I, load? I would have to look up like the exact total, but it takes usually like for an average pace, like three to four months, four to five months, just depending on like how. Okay. Um, and I've done part of the PCT, like that goes through Oregon, mm -hmm. um, but like bucket list, dream thing. <laughs> what does PCT thing. stand for? Pacific Crest Trail. Pacific Crest Trail. That does sound fun. Like that's like absolute, like you just, you hit a point in your life where you go, I could spare three months of my time to go do this and you just do that. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, and like, I have all of the gear mm. needed to do that. <laughs> And I've never had the time. And now I have like That's this. so much time though. I know. <laughs> I mean, you could go try. Uh, it's just like a bucket list dream yeah. thing. Well, we were talking about during this time where we have extra time uh, going to Galveston or something. The problem with Galveston is it's technically an island. <laughs> and uh, Brandy ran it by my dad and he was like, just wherever you go, make sure you're cool with being stuck there. Yeah. Like, and if you are, that's not a bad idea but just you might have to break a lot of laws to get home. So probably don't leave the state. Like maybe go like Broken yeah. Bow or something. But I think we're just going to stay home. I think we're just like think, the more transporting things and moving people around. I've been weird. thinking about going camping. I don't know if I'm allowed to go camping. Yeah. You can yeah. camp. You can, um, you can go to the lake right now. I don't think, I don't see why they would change camping. I could see why they could change like the like beach area, whatever you'd call it, like yeah. right by the water where people gather at the, but, um, we went hiking and the only problem I have with it is there were tons of fucking people hiking and everybody was super respectful and like, hey, I'm not paranoid, but you might be, so I'm going to stay 50 feet back. And everybody just kind of waved and said hi and went like around. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. Everybody was super cool. Every I've never seen people hiking that are dickheads though, but I go out there and I find fucking cigarette wrappers and cigarette butts and beer bottles and I'm like, well, assholes come out here, just not when I'm out here. Yeah. Like that's, what kind of asshole do you have to be to like, like we bring, Ruin we bring, nature. Yeah, yeah, we bring a bottle of water. Like each person brings a bottle of water, and I don't have one of those cool aluminum ones. Brandy has thirty, so I should borrow one, but I don't. <laughs> and then I'll just when it gets when I drink the whole water, I just scrunch it up and put it in my pocket. Then when we get to the car, I put it in the fucking car. And then when we go on the way yeah. back, we stop somewhere with a trash can, or we go home and I throw it in a fucking trash can. Yeah, it's not hard, but you know, a lot of things don't make me mad. Well. <laughs> 
This, that makes me that mad. Would, it, well, and it's, okay, it wouldn't make me as mad if it was, like, just off the side of the highway. Like, I would just go, okay, that person doesn't get it. When you go out to the wildlife refuge, you can't not understand that if you drop trash on the ground it's and there. you don't pick it up, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, like, it's just, it's, we have very small, well, actually, we have a lot. This is one of the best countries for that, which is shocking. Like, there's, there's countries that just aren't that inhabited yeah. that are good, too. But as far as like for the population, controlling it and not letting businesses take it over, I believe that's what's the fucking tall guy? Teddy Roosevelt. Ted Theodore. Theodore. Our president Theodore that liked to hunt, I believe has something to do with the wildlife shit where we just have these areas that nobody's allowed to touch them. Which it's I, federally owned. I love that. Which is that. great. I love it. I think part of Oklahoma's like littering problem, which it, again, like it's a, it's, I think it's a lot worse than a lot of the other states. I think like every, I, I more people here litter than most places I go, but it's not near as bad as it is in, in like, uh, New York city. Oh no. Yeah. But it's like population wise, New York city has like the, in a block they have what the whole state here has. So it's makes sense. There'd be trash. Yeah. I think it's because Oklahoma is ugly as hell. Some people don't care about it. Yeah. No, that's part of it. Like there's not much. And that goes back to when you go out to the wildlife refuge, like you That's can say the whatever only you want. Part. Yeah. yeah, you can say whatever you want about like, yeah, Oregon's got cooler shit. Uh, California has taller mountains. Fucking everywhere has taller mountains, but it's beautiful. It like, is. You go out there, it's really pretty. And that's why I expect to see no littering out there. Like I expect to see, and they put trash cans out pretty. It's easier to find a trash can out there than at the mall. Well, it's not <laughs> like, hard to like pack in, pack out. Right. Like whatever you bring in, if you if you're not shitting it out, yeah, that's the exception. You can whatever you put in your mouth, you can pee and poop it out, leave it out there. That's great. Nature likes shit and piss a lot. Everything else, bring it home. It's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like if we did, like we talked about that, the my bad idea to ask me a question thing on Instagram. It's always a bad idea. People fucking yell at me a lot. I, I just did that like. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, what I did is a, like, how could we make Lawton better? I got a lot of like, well, what the fuck is wrong with Lawton? Mm. No, that's kind of like if I said, what the fuck is wrong with me, you piece of shit. So I replied to one of them and I was like, I got so many responses on my response. But I basically just said, like, if I looked at myself as what is wrong with me, nothing. Therefore, I don't need to improve. I would be the shittiest dad I've ever met. And I'm hoping that motherfucker looks at himself and goes, oh. And then it, because you, I mean, if you really think there's nothing left to improve about you as a person, no matter who you are, or the town you live in, or the state you live in, or the country you live in, or the world you live in, or the fucking planets around it, you're only right once you get outside of this world. I don't think we're going to do a lot to make Mars cooler, because if we put people there, we're going to fuck it up. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just, littering's gay, mm-hmm. and not in a cool way, like buy you a cool, I'm not supposed to say gay, and I said gay. I don't mean there's a bad you. thing. I mean it as like it's not nice. I was raised in the nineties. I'm sorry guys. Littering's not nice. Um I I don't get it, but when I was a kid, nobody told me not to. And like there was just kind of a point where I was like, somebody's gotta clean that up. Oh. And I just realized like it's the other thing is like I'm not talking about banana peels and shit. I've heard people go, Oh, that's still littering too. I'm like, you know what? I'll let you slide on anything <laughs> that's organic. I don't like if you threw out, I would even go as far as to say, like, I wouldn't be that mad if I saw not the paper cup from Starbucks, but like the little cardboard thing that that doesn't piss me off because I know eventually that's not going to it's not going to kill anything. It's probably not fucking shit up. It's still frustrating, but I don't yeah. want to shoot you when people drop like like the worst for me is cigarette butts and beer bottles just because I'm looking at them like 
So it's fiberglass with poison. And if an animal eats it, I don't know what happens. And that's a fucking glass bottle that will probably not in anybody that I know's lifetime ever turn back yeah. into anything natural. It's it's there. Um, also, my kid, my kids are crazy. They're like, Asher was just breaking shit yesterday. Like there was just like pieces of glass bottles, and I didn't even know what he was doing. He was just running around being a kid, and I heard something like a big chunk of glass breaking. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he goes, "Oh, I was just crushing it." And I was like, "What's it?" He goes, "I don't know." <laughs> like okay well don't crush it uh what is it and then we put it in Brylin's purse and brought it home and that's, that's like so nice. that's the yeah. thing we like so i guess rather than bitching about it i should also tell other people this is the only little thing i do to make a difference out there but for real like if you see trash and you have the the means to bring it home without it fucking up your day like not if you see 50 beer bottles but like grab one thing so, it'll make you feel better um in Oregon, and they just, I keep bringing up Oregon. Oregon's nice. Um, they just opened one in Oklahoma, which I'm super pumped for, is um, REI, which is an outdoor store. Um, and they do a lot of things to help the environment, which in like, um, in Oregon, like you have, like in a lot of places, you have to pay to like camp there and stuff, mm -hmm. right? So REI will do a thing is we'll pay for everyone to camp here if you will like help us clear these trails for like three hours. And right. so... Like they post a date on their like website and then everyone shows up there free camping. You just have to help clean. That's really cool. Yeah. And REI, um, I didn't know what it was until the last couple of years, but we have one in Oklahoma city. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I went in there just to look around cause I like climbing gear. Like I don't climb anymore. I just like, <laughs> I just look at it. I want to live in REI. Yeah. It's but, really cool. And they teach There's classes. places to live in it actually. They yeah. have like tents and shit. You could work it out. Um, they teach a lot of like survival classes and like hiking classes for free. Like if you're like a right. member, you just go to these classes. Yeah. Now, like this is me being the pessimist. Well, you're, you can be super optimistic. I'm not saying they're not doing it for the right reasons, but the reason that it helps the company for them to do that for free is just like Lowe's will teach you to build a birdhouse. Yeah, so you got to buy wood and saws and then you get it. That's the thing true. is they, they're creating, but it's very smart and it keeps, it keeps their company alive, which their company is helping things. So it's good. Uh, they're creating customers though. They're going, okay, if you learn how to enjoy the outdoors and I mean, really it's the same thing as fucking having people start on two puffs of weed instead of a 500 milligram edible, like you're going to ruin it for them or help them. And if you can help people enjoy and appreciate nature, you're going to get them to come back. Yeah. And like, if you give them a good jacket, sell them a fucking $200 jacket and tell them the difference between that and a Walmart jacket and they go hiking and they don't die. They Perfect. can come back. Like, have you ever worn shitty outdoor gear and went somewhere cold? <laughs> yes, but like basically all of my outdoor gear is from REI, so it's okay, all cool. nice yeah. now. No, I not REI level stuff. Like, I don't have anything by like North Face or whatever. The big is it, the North Face is still one of the is better what, ones yeah. right now. Like yeah. top five for like really warm, uh, obtainable to the normal person stuff. Mm. Um, I got some shit at Academy though. That's fine. And I'd never spent money on things to stay warm because I'd never had extra money until the last like 10 years. Uh, and I went and bought some fucking like proper boots, some warm socks to go in the boots and then some fucking coveralls. Was it nice? Dude, it was so good. <laughs> I was, I was outside for like five hours in Red River and I wasn't cold and I was like, huh, this is probably what camping would be like if I didn't go in shorts and a t-shirt and get rained on. Uh, maybe camping's not bad. And actually, this is a good time to go camping. It's, it was it's so beautiful outside. Yeah. It's like hot right now. It's weird. Yeah. But like, I didn't think about this. I don't think everybody at the shop would be down, but we could do like, I could do a little camping trip with like me and the kids, see how it goes, see how long this thing lasts. 
And then maybe we go, fuck it. We're going to go camping and like just all go. I would love to go camping. Really cool. What if they shut down the refuge? That would be the dumbest shit ever. But I feel like they might just to keep. But why? I don't know. Like they just keep shutting shit down. I don't know. I, I love how don't. many more people are like going outside. Oh yeah, it's so good for them. Well, the thing, the thing is, like, if this is not something I want to happen, but it would actually be good once we got over it. If every single cell phone and internet network and TV network and everything that produces like satellite, cable, Wi-Fi, whatever the fuck, the five G, four G, three G, all the different versions of things that get information to us just quit one day for 24 hours people would fucking realize at hour 23 and a half that they're okay yeah i think like, if it went off for more than 24 hours oh, it'd be because the hell. first 24 hours no no no. i think it'd be better the first 24 hours i feel like everyone would just be freaking out and oh complaining. okay no you're right yeah they freak out for 24 hours and then and then appreciate it <laughs> after <laughs> i think it'd take them 24 hours to get ready to murder each other but uh yeah i i think if and this would this would fucking affect me just as much as the next guy. It's not like I'm like, oh, I can live without my phone. No, I don't know how to, but I know I would figure it out. And yeah, if we had three weeks of none of that shit, everybody would take up fishing, hiking, riding a bike, at least going for walks. The other thing is when you go for a walk at night in Oklahoma, where there's not like, I'm sure Oklahoma City or Tulsa might be different, but like in my neighborhood, there's street lights. There's just not that many. There's not that much light around my neighborhood. And you can look up and see a shitload of stars. And I know nice. so many people that do not fucking look up and look at stars and it pisses me off. I'm like, how do you not fucking care about stars? They're like, oh, I got a fucking phone right here. I got the flat screen. I'm like, it curved is the new thing anyway. Shut the fuck up. You want the one that dips now. They keep changing <laughs> the screens. You got a bitch ass screen, bitch. <laughs> fucking flat ass TV. <laughs> no TV is flatter than, ah, oh, man, I can't think of somebody with flat titties that's famous. Perez Hilton. Wait, Paris Hilton. Perez Hilton's a dude. Paris Hilton, probably flat-chested still, I would assume. I mean, I know. It's working out for her. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I remember her not having much breasticles. And everybody was like, she's beautiful. And I was like, see, that's what I'm saying. You don't need big titties. It's fine. Like, I was like five telling people, man, your titties ain't got to be that big. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. But it's weird. Like, people <laughs> got... imagine a five-year-old <laughs> saying I it can. like that? I can. And if this shit goes on much longer, I'm going to go teach people's five-year-olds to say, them titties don't need to be that big. Shit, I'll take a regular titty. Uh, I'll teach a, like a little redheaded kid that looks like a hillbilly that's like got all the silver teeth. Those you could train anybody with all silver teeth. You can just train them. Just walk up to him and be like, "Hey, little fucker, here's what you do. I'll give you a dollar if you run up to your mom and you say, "Yo, titties ain't need to be that big, bitch," and then run off. And he'll do it, and she'll laugh. Because <laughs> anybody that's kid has all silver teeth, usually they get away with some <laughs> shit. That's all I'm saying. It's not a bad thing. They just get away with some shit. I had a cousin when I was a kid, all silver teeth. He's fine now. But he was painting the ass when he was a kid. I got the squeakiest chair. Anyway, back to you, Megan. What's that? We got more? Okay, I got listen, more. Listen. Hold on. I don't, I don't know how long we've done this thing. Probably like an hour and a half. That's not bad. Maybe an hour. Uh, where's my list? Why does Brylan think she can text me while I'm doing a motherfucking podcast, Brylan? I'm not <laughs> playing eight ball with you. We got the next 41 <laughs> days to do that shit. Uh, getting locked into a career. We talked about death penalty. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. I, I'll, <clears throat> we'll see how much you remember. Once upon a time, Megan had to drive 
No, you ride. Drove. Megan had to ride with me all the way to Austin, Texas, so that she could go to the best convention ever. It was the best. Convention it was great. Ever. And so she could meet her idol, White Trash Flash. What's her actual name? Sydney. Um, Sydney something. Sydney something. Beautiful lady. Not actually white trash, but she carries that like the right amount of trashy. Anyway, she's super cool. Uh, but the point was, my wife was getting a tattoo. Jeff Norton was doing it. I know Jeff Norton because he tattooed me enough that I can say I know Jeff Norton. It's not like he remembers my name or anything, but it's fine. He hugs me when I see him. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the way, Megan mentioned that she didn't think Oklahoma had capital punishment. And that is when Megan learned that everything you say to me is a mistake. <laughs> it so, turned into the biggest thing. <laughs> so she went, what was the website called? Like deathpenalty.org or something? It was something it way was, official. It was very official, but it was like death penalty stats. And I was like, nah, keep reading. Do <laughs> you think we were probably an hour and a half out? So probably four plus hours, probably about four hours. Yeah. Wait, okay. No, Austin's actually a five hour drive. I confuse it with San Antonio. Three and a half hours. Three to three and a half hours you had to read about the death penalty. Yeah. I As part of your career. Every <laughs> every sentence I feel like was on that website you made me read out great. loud. But the thing was, I didn't know what all was still current, but I knew some states had and this is a lot of shit a lot of people don't know. You shouldn't know. Because if you're fucking paying attention to everything else, like all the shit that's going on right now, you wouldn't know that innocent people get killed by the government like once a week. But anyway, uh well, actually, if you're not counting that, if that's the only way you're counting, I would say 100,000 innocent people get killed by governments minimum per week in the world, but I'm just guessing. Um, Oklahoma, do we have a death penalty here? Yeah, I think I read somewhere that we do. We're not one of the states that lets you choose scary options, are we? Or were we? Wait, we had like two or three. I think you could do like electric chair. Yeah. You could do electric chair, lethal injection. Or, but we don't have firing squad, I don't think. Like, Alabama had firing squad. Were There's, we one that had I don't fire? know. Florida had a lot of shit. There was just, like, so many options that you could still choose from. Yeah. That were, <laughs> I feel like there should only be the one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like there but should be any. Remember the thing? Oh, fuck. What was it? Was it the a electric chair that the guy was supposed to blink if it hurts? Yeah. No, no, wait. <laughs> There's one they said, they said, oh, they said nod your head and blink if it hurts. And it was, oh, no, it was lethal injection. It was the one people were saying, like, it doesn't hurt. And he was like, nah, that shit hurt. Um, they're still hanging. There's still firing squad. Was there the gas chamber? Was that one? Still gas chamber. That Oh, no, that, you're right. That, that was, was the one, one that the guy yeah. nods. Yeah. Because the gas chamber, like, people go, well, it, it makes you go unconscious before you feel any pain. No, you suffocate to death while you're conscious. Like, you're breathing fucking fumes that you're you not guys, supposed to breathe. No one go check out this website. Everybody unless go check you it are, out. Like, they describe it. They give you full-on <laughs> details. It is <laughs> so... <laughs> well, okay, the point of all this, like, so we can actually touch on this for a minute, and because your face is getting I'm bad. So right sad. But the point of it was, like, not... I don't want you to have to know everything horrific that happens in the world, but... It makes me a little bit more grateful to fucking not be in prison, to know how prison is, and grateful to be alive, and grateful to live here, to know how other people are doing it. There's some countries I think I might like living in better, but there's so many countries I know I could not fucking, like, anywhere they were like, no, we choose your job. Nah, bitch, you can't choose my job, I'm a person. That's how we think here, because we were lucky enough to be born here. Some motherfuckers didn't know until they were 40 that they could have just fucking killed 80 people and jumped on an airplane and moved here. 
but uh, I think knowing all those options and knowing how gruesome it is is good for you long term. And I also find that shit fascinating. But, like, they were describing the, the fucking people that shave them and shit. And I had thought about this before a little bit. But I was thinking, okay, how many people are fucked up from, from a person dying? Like, if, if let's say, somebody's found guilty of a crime that they're pretty sure they really did it. There's 12 jurors. There's one judge. There's at least two attorneys, one on each side. There's probably a witness to 10 witnesses. There's people that were somehow vaguely involved in that person's upbringing. So every school teacher that person had, every psychiatrist that person had, every fucking friend that person had or whatever, they're all going to get a little fucking, ooh, that was, some of this was my fault. So let's say the person's a, a heinous piece of shit and they do terrible things then they deserve to die. Everybody attached to them throughout their life is going to look at it like it's, shit, what could have I done different to prevent this? And if you know how people work, you're right for thinking that, and that's not fun. And that's why people don't want to look at it. But if you do look at it, we can improve the future by people knowing, like, me personally, I don't agree with the death penalty. I haven't since I was old enough to think for myself, which for me was a very young age. Uh, speaking for myself happened at, like, 28 and a half. <laughs> thinking for myself. Dude, when I was a little kid, though, like, they were talking about, uh, I think it was the guy that blew up Oklahoma City. Um, I can't remember his name. He drove a Penske truck, did a bombing, huge deal. Uh... They were talking about the death penalty and things like that. Like, I thought, I think he died, Timothy McVeigh? I think he died in the bombing, but it brought up a subject of death penalty at a family event one time. And I was a little kid. I don't remember how old, but I just remember I was not old enough to be thinking about the death penalty or be in the room for this conversation. And I was just like, all right, so what if they get the wrong guy? And again, little kid, what if they get the wrong guy? How does, somebody has to pull the switch, push the button, use the needle. Somebody has to make the fucking thing that goes in the needle. Somebody has to witness it. Somebody has to declare him dead. And I'm going over all this shit and I'm like, he already fucked up a hundred people's lives. We're going to fuck up a hundred more? And when I was little, when you read that shit to me, I realized how monumental and huge, the, like, dude, every fucking person that's ever met you, if you get the death penalty, <laughs> every person that ever met you already feels bad. Now we're adding every person that had something to do with killing you, which is a lot. And if they don't feel bad, that's weird too. Um, I think some of the things we read was like the people who actually have to inject or like push the button for the gas. Like they have multiple people doing that mm -hmm. and they don't know which one is the one that does it. Right. And same with the firing squad. They give you like, they'll have, I don't remember the number, but like 10 guys, all of them have guns, half of them have blanks. Nobody's allowed to load their own weapon. But when you pull the trigger, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> like... I don't know for sure what caliber they were using, but they specified it. And it was a weird caliber, too. It was like an old-school yeah. rifle. But the point is, if I shoot a gun with a blank in it, I know it's a blank. I can feel it. It doesn't kick as much. There's not as much weight. You can feel everything. But also, I'm a tattooer, and I'm used to feeling things. So I'm not positive everybody knows, but I'm pretty sure you know. If you were the one that pulled the trigger and it hit him, you definitely fucking know. If it didn't, you probably feel great. But you still have to watch a dude die. I don't care if there's a bag on his head or not. And then, yeah, they're making efforts like this guy wears a mask so nobody else knows. Like the executioner has a fucking hood on and all this shit. It seems more of like a ceremony that's like, they're like, we get to kill this guy. There's like an audience and shit. And I bet if you interviewed a thousand fucking people that studied psychology their whole life that are fucking super knowledgeable about how the human brain works, they, I would think three of them might tell you it's good for you to watch someone that killed your family member die. The rest of them are going to say, no. No, just know they're dead. That's good enough. Yeah. You don't need to be there for it. Like, the audience thing's weird. The fact that we get, like, why? Would you want to choose? I wouldn't want the choice. 
You're like, ah. if I did take that, what would you choose? Fuck it. Oh my Let's God. do this. Um, no, I can't. I don't <laughs> That's know. what I'm saying. So last meal thing is also funny. They really do that. You get, you get to choose your last meal. And I've never heard anybody make it fun. I've never heard anybody go, could I do birthday cake stuff with bacon? Just like something ridiculous. Just something, well, what the fuck? Like, it's your last day. Fuck it. Go out with a bang. But there's tons of people that like yell some kind of, they give them last words and they like yell crazy shit. Some guys have speeches planned where they're like telling you their mission and shit and they're still crazy. Most people are probably like, tell my mom I said I'm sorry. And then, and it's like, dude, like, oh, he did have a conscience. Like, okay. On this topic, at what point in the future, what year do you think we'll look back at the death penalty and go, holy fuck, people used to do that when they could just do this and we'll have either a fix for the person, a preventative method to make it impossible to murder each other or something, a different way of handling that. I don't feel like it would be that far off. I'm thinking 2050. It's 30 years. Like reading those things, I was like, what? They still fucking do that? Mm -hmm. That's an option? Well, there's no guillotine now, right? You can't just chop your head off. Because that would be gnarly. but they're still hanging. That's horrible. If you could choose. If they said guillotine, I might be like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck it. Because, okay, hanging's bad. Because if it's done properly, it's still not great. It breaks your neck. But not as fast as people like to think. I've I read up on it more. And oh, you didn't get enough. It's not nah. I need to know. Um, it's not great. But the electric chair clearly hurts. Uh gas chamber, they establish from one person it hurts. Um and I'm not saying it's not okay to go through pain, but like there would be a way to do a lethal injection that was completely painless, I'm sure, and they don't. And I'm guessing there's a reason for that. People are fucked. But uh <laughs> If you had to, like, okay, we need to go over what options are, there's for sure fired squad somewhere in the United States, for sure hanging somewhere in the United States, for sure gas chamber somewhere in the United States, or maybe not anymore. I feel like that might have been done away with in like the 80s. Yeah, there was. For sure firing squad. Yeah, for sure hanging, for sure uh, injection. Electric chair? A couple states? Maybe. Yeah, maybe I think that one's still. So let's just pick out of those four. You got uh, electric chair. Lethal injection, ga- not gas chamber, sorry, uh, getting shot or hanging. I'm not picking hanging. Um, Probably lethal injection. It seems that the most. seems the most like I'm just going to close my eyes and go right. to sleep. Couldn't they do, I don't know, like completely sedate the person and then just and keep then giving them more. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like, uh, okay, let's say you give them ketamine. Ketamine makes you like go to sleep and trip. Uh, and they just keep giving them more and more ketamine until they're at a point where their heart's just going to slow to a stop. And it's like, yeah, it's like a drug overdose, but in like a, eh, kind of way. I don't know. You know, coming on this podcast, I did not think I would be <laughs> sitting here like, Megan, how do you want to die? Ah, uh, you know, it's what I got to do. So <laughs> did you look anything up about Daniel Silva? Since I told you I wanted to talk to you about Daniel Silva. I forgot. Remember I told you, I was like, I usually don't let people prepare at all. I don't even want people to listen to it first. And I'm going to help you. Okay, because my bad. Um, anyway, Daniel Silva, fucking kick-ass tattooer. Great at his job. Uh, this was pre The World's on Fire, too. But uh, he appears to have started an online training thing 
for the uh, the people that are wanting to get into tattooing or further their careers. And it's is all videos. The tattoo like university online thing is that the one? He might be calling it tattoo. There was a thing a long time ago called Tattoo University. What Let was, me look his up. Okay, what was the one I just sent? Like I sent it in a group chat. Like y'all, Lily. I mean, I mean, someone we should say. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I'm <laughs> actually working on this right now. So. I, I can you look it up real quick? See what his thing's called? Yeah, hold on. I'm working on a thing. It's a have you ever bingo, and I've got almost What's all of it. What's his name? Uh, Daniel Silva, but it's it's like uh, made a news resolution. No, fainted. Okay, yeah, yes. yeah, he's him. He's Tattoo the one University. I, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm not saying I think what he's doing is a great idea, but of all the different things out there, I don't think it's going to hurt anything. And I think it's just his way of trying to make money. I definitely <laughs> think it's just him trying to make money. Right. Like, like I don't think anybody's going to learn anything from it, but I, I might be wrong. I don't think can. No. What? That, like, in a video? Nah, it's hard. That's Yeah, exactly. That's fucking crazy. Like, I think it's only, like, 17 hours or something, and it's like, in 17 hours, you can be a tattooer. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But the thing is, people got really mad. Yeah. Like, I had to unfollow a couple people that I really like their work. And I go back and look at their work. I just can't see their stories. And I, I was like, just because it was like every 10 minutes, like, fuck this dude. And I was like, all right, not saying I like it, but why, how is it going to hurt you or me as regular tattooers? Definitely the people that are really high up there that are like, that hate him. Some of them are, one of them tattooed Brandy right here. And I love her work, but I was like, I just... I'll follow you again in a couple months. I need a break. Um, it's not going to affect her. It's not going to affect anybody she knows. It's not going to affect the the way... It, all it affects is your perception of tattooing and how it's taught and all that. And the people that are dumb enough to spay, spend $2,000 on Well, and videos. also, I feel like that's not fair for him to charge people like i don't think no. he thinks that that's gonna help people no i i think if he i think if he believed in it the two thousand dollars is fine i think because i agree with you i think he knows and nobody's really gonna learn that much that it's a little fucked up so if you wanted to have a problem with that i agree with you but that's not what they're just like oh yeah that's not how tattooing works that's not how apprenticeship works and it's like dude fucking none of it is one way like there's right which and i agree with that like teach their own learn how you're gonna learn and stuff um I don't agree with the the videos. Right. Like, I don't think anyone's going to learn like that. No, and I don't either. And that's not, like, yeah, I have a little bit of a problem with, like, I don't think you're going to learn. But also, I haven't seen the videos. So it's really hard for me to say that. Like, if I saw what he was doing on there, maybe it's enough for you to learn. I think it's possible to take a video or a series of videos and take a person that knows how to tattoo decent and turn them into better. Right. But you're not going to learn from scratch. And you're also probably not going to take somebody that's like me and change. Uh, I change the way I tattoo all the time. Mm -hmm. I fucking, I, I, I'll go through phases where it's always three liners for all kinds of shit, then come back in. Then I'll go through phases where I start with a mag and then, and I do that to experiment with my own, like just if I do it in this order instead of this order, or use this needle instead of that, it changes something and I can see what it did. But I'm still... I don't think I'm closed off to the idea of new shit, but I think if somebody that's like a few years younger than me makes a video and he seems a little fucking kind of douchey and cocky on the video and his tattoos are great, everything he's doing, I'm just gonna be like, oh, well, that's not, I've tried that. It doesn't work for me. And I'm like, if I haven't tried it, I'll try it. And that's why I'm, I don't feel like I'm closed off to new ideas, but I also feel like there couldn't be anything new in his video that I don't already know 
technique wise on a technical level. I think the way he approaches the whole thing is different. I think there's a reason his tattoos look great, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think anybody's learning shit, but I don't know. I think like what you said, like if somebody already knows how to tattoo and like, is just like, man, I don't know what could I do right. better stuff like then that's something. Yeah, if you're, if you're three years in, I think it could help you. Yeah. Um, and, and if it's the other thing is $2,000 is a lot of money for a lot of people, but if you're three years in, and you're making enough to survive and $2,000 isn't going to fuck you up and you gamble it and, and that gamble works out and it improves your work by 5%, <clears throat> that $2,000 will pay for itself in one year. If it, if it triples, like let's say you're okay and you turn it into really good in a year and you can accredit most of it to that video, then it pays for itself every month for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, and I know part of his videos are photography and mm. I think, editing yeah <laughs> well, um, and i think it's like a social marketing like i think that's yeah. something he covers too yeah and that's the thing like if okay at your face at the part of your career you're in it's very important and at the part of my career i'm in it's still kind of important you need to constantly be trying to get people to see your work mm -hmm. if you want it to be what you do for a living it makes sense but once you reach a certain point okay if you have 100,000 Instagram followers and they're all legitimately fans of your work, then you should also have 10,000 people that would kill to get tattooed by you and have no problem paying whatever your day rate is that live within 500 miles of where you are. Therefore, you could quit right now and them telling all their friends would be fun. You wouldn't have to market yourself. And I'm not at a point where I don't have to market myself. Like, it's fucking hilarious. When I was in Ireland... Uh, it wasn't really about me cause I didn't want to come back to an overwhelming schedule, but I was noticing I hadn't gotten many emails cause I hadn't been posting much shit. And I went and reposted 10 things or somewhere around there over the course of two days. And I told Brandy like straight up, like, watch this shit. We're going to make $500 today and $500 tomorrow or more in deposits because I'm posting this right now. And, uh, and we did, we, it, my emails went from like one or two a day to like so many on, I was like, what the fuck? And it, so it works, but the thing is it's getting people to get tattooed now rather than later. It's getting people to not forget who you are or whatever. It's not really as crucial as people like to think. Like, I mean, he has, I think he has like a million followers. Um, whatever he's continuing to do is probably just, I don't know that I have a feeling people like that, like to tattoo people want to never tattoo him again. And they don't care if they build a relationship any kind of yeah, yeah and kind. like if you're wanting to do one and done like portraits and shit i get the concept of like you know what not everybody can afford to do this every month but everybody can afford it once in a lifetime fuck it i'll spread my art out or whatever there's a there's an argument from both sides but i mean the amount of messages i've got saying hey i know we're not allowed to but do you want to tattoo me prove to me that how i've been doing it is fine um and like my lack of marketing is fine and, and the old school guys I meet that are like, dude, I've only posted one thing on Instagram and it was a, what do you call it? Uh, where you take a picture of your face. I'm like a selfie. Yeah. And they're booked. It's like, oh, okay, you're fine. It doesn't matter. But so if you teach marketing, do you think you're teaching scamming is what I'm saying? I guess a very long drawn out version of asking you one question. Um, no, <laughs> not always. 
like I feel like I don't know how to like advertise myself right. all that well right now. You're doing a really good job. I'm well, like okay. you post a lot of pictures and you do things that engage people on Instagram. I tr- I'm trying, yeah, but like I know that there are things that you should like. Hey, post at this time or hey, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Fuck, see, I'm, I yeah. need this class. So when I was in Wichita Falls and started doing black and gray, whatever that like probably 2014 maybe. Um, that's the other thing. I've had like six careers at least inside of my career, which is weird. Like that's my all over the place thing. Like I, I was a cover up guy for a year. I was a color realism guy for like three years. I've only been a black and gray guy for five, maybe. What the fuck? The point is, uh, posting around 6 PM. If you wanted international, if you wanted everybody in the world to know your shit around 6 PM was pretty good. Uh, if you were just worried about your time zone, around four or five was better. I don't really know why. Ty tried to explain it to me, and I just tried it. He just said, dude, just post at 6 p.m. You'll see, like, because he was trying to attract people from Germany a lot because he was working in Germany. I don't know what the time difference is or how 6 p.m. became the sweet spot, but internationally, 6 p.m. was the sweet spot. You post at 6 p.m., the, the amount of likes and views you'll get is more than triple. They took that algorithm out and said, we don't care what time it was posted. We care. We want people to see things they want to see. So like now we were talking about this the other day. Uh, if I go to my search thing, the popular page, mm-hmm. it's watches, tattoos, cars, and the occasional half naked lady with dreadlocks. And, uh, and then like, if you scroll for long enough, there'll be like one butt, but it's like, it's here's the thing. <laughs> I like butts. On the internet, it happens, okay? But when you scroll through Instagram, they're not just looking at what I like. They're looking at what I look at. So if I stop, if I go, oh, shit, that girl's got some dreads on her, and I just leave it there, and I go, oh, I don't want to be creepy and like it because I tattooed her or because whatever or it's like a big famous page, it still shows that I they know I like it even if I don't, like, tap like. So that's why I get girls with dreadlocks specifically. I didn't know how much I like dreadlocks until they told me. They were like, no, nah, you know, you like that shit, son. This is where you look at. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like I stop on watches. I stop on cars. I stop on tattoos. And I stop on girls with dreadlocks. But if it's a girl that looks normal that I'd see every day, I don't. I just, I scroll slower, but I don't fucking stop. And they know where you stop and where you just, if you leave your screen on that shit for, I don't know what the number is, but, you know, a whole second. That's enough for them to go, oh, he liked that. So that's why my popular feed's that way. So getting on that popular feed would be ideal. So with their new thing, it's people hated it when it first happened, but it's actually to get the right people to see your shit. And, it, and at this point, their algorithm's been worked out for a couple of years and it's working. Like if you post anime shit, people that like anime shit see it. And that's probably why, have you looked at the likes and insights and shit on your anime versus other things? I feel like your anime ones probably yeah, do better. Um, yeah, they do do a little bit better. Um, fuck those circles. Yeah. Those circles blow the fuck up. Yeah, but it's like the these the like yeah. chakra looking. I don't know what it was, but it looks like chakras. Yeah, it's yeah. their eyeballs. Oh, which, okay. Yeah, but the point is, it's like they know that is an anime thing, so they're hitting anime people with that. So what a lot of people do is that they rig their backgrounds. They they try to trick it, and if you understand the system, you can trick it. It's still trickable, but each trick is only going to last you X amount of time. And the point I'm eventually going to lead to is you only want people that want to see your shit to see your shit. 
So just take good pictures, post it, and fucking do good work, and it won't matter what you do. You don't even have to post pictures. If you just do good work for 10 years, people will start showing the fuck up. So you speed it up by using Instagram. Yeah. But so good I, work. <laughs> I feel like like I'm really bad at taking pictures. Me so too. like I feel like $2,000 for this tattoo university thing, like it wouldn't be bad for me to do. Right. But I feel like he's advertising it in a way where people off the street who like want to break mm-hmm. into tattooing, they're like, man, this is how I do it. Yeah. And that makes me sad for them. Yeah. And that's, if people are getting mad at him about that, I would agree with their anger, but I would also say like one post saying, fuck this guy is more than enough. Like yeah. anytime you're saying fuck this guy, like, yeah, I've mentioned uh, the name we're trying to not speak now, mm-hmm. uh, Old Apprentice. I've, I've mentioned her by name and like talked about her a few times on here, but there's really no fucking value in over and over and over talking shit about the same thing. People, I say people, myself and a few other people I know, when we look at that, we go, what the fuck is wrong with you that you're hiding something? You got to distract from it. That's all I can think when somebody's constantly bashing one person. I go, oh, so like... I'm constantly talking shit about people photoshopping their shit. I get really high and I go, do I photoshop my tattoos? Like, I don't, but it like it would make sense because it pisses me off so much. Same reason it would piss a person off that you tell people this is how you learn to tattoo and it's not gonna yeah. work. The photography, the thing, uh, and uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit and like defend Daniel a lot because like his work is good. I don't think he has malicious intent. I just don't think he's smart. And I think he had somebody around him, somebody in his circle that he created by choice that he shouldn't have in his circle that talked him into it. And was like, hey, dude, you're making all these videos anyway. Here's what we do. Because um, all he would have to do is take videos he already had and make voiceovers of like, okay, so here I'm using a three-round liner and I'm going, the reason I go up and down is this and make sure you're coming out of the skin. It'd be really easy. Um, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. I'm not even high. I mean, I might be a little bit, but like, I'm not very high. But, uh, what was I talking about? Daniel Silva. Mm-hmm. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Helping you out. Yeah. And why, why it's not, oh, it's segmented. Like you can, you can go just the photography class and that might be useful. And it's like 200 bucks for this, 200 bucks mm-hmm. for this, 150 for this. He kind of put a number on each of them. Like I went and looked and I was like, in the beginning, without much thought, I was like, okay, I could see this working to improve somebody's career $2,000 worth. And that's why I'm not mad about it. And then the more I saw marketing it, would you like to get into tattooing? I'll teach you every secret I have. First off, nobody really has secrets. It's like, <laughs> there's not much left. No. Um, I just, like, the way he was marketing it, I felt he was going to take advantage of people who don't know how to tattoo mm. already. And then they were going to spend money that they didn't have because they want to break into this. But again, devil's advocate, there's five shops in this town right now that if you walked in with 10 grand, they would say you're hired period for an apprenticeship. They would make you sign a contract or not. uh, And within one month, they would fire you and have your 10 grand. And that's worse because that's 10 and they gave you real hope. They gave you almost a guarantee. Like I know there's no guarantees in tattooing, but like, when Bailey started, I'm pretty sure she was like, I'm going to be a tattooer, not, ooh, maybe this will get me there. I think when you buy a $2,000 video, you go, eh, maybe. So they're, I would assume, but people are fucking stupid sometimes. And if you want something bad enough, sometimes shit will blind you. Like when I was trying to get into tattooing, there was a show called Tattoo School on TLC. And I did not have any serious intentions of going to it. 
But I was thinking, okay, it's six weeks. If I do this for this amount of money, I get a license in this state. I could just sit on that license tattoo illegally here, and then I could get my license here. And I was considering it for that, even though I was better than the owner when I was a scratcher that sucked. Like, I was better than the guy teaching all the classes, substantially. We can go pull up my shitty shit from, like, 2010 and his shitty shit from 2010, and you'll agree. <laughs> my shitty was not as shitty as his shitty. The point is, the guy teaching it sucks, and you get a golden gun when you graduate. Oh they give you a golden gosh, gun. And it's... <clears throat> I know you haven't been tattooing long enough to know about the dragon machine, but if anybody out there knows about the dragon... It's an eBay coil machine that it's the side plate on it is like a, it's shaped like a little Chinese dragon guy and it's fucking cheesy as shit. It was my first machine though. <laughs> the one you get from this guy looked a lot like that, but it was, it was, uh, dipped in artificial gold-like metal. Uh, <laughs> my first machine was a lovely Nova. I know. I heard about that. Somebody, Someone's so some, nice. some motherfucking saint out there just sainting it up. Uh, I wish I was my apprentice. Cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the thing with that is like, I had a glimmer of hope and I was like, fuck, if it cost me five grand, it cost me five grand. So there's definitely that he's, I just don't think he's intentionally preying on that. I think he's just, it's a side effect of what I think what he's intentionally trying to do is get people that are okay at tattooing and kind of don't know what they're doing or have been trying to get an apprenticeship and tattooing at home on the side. And I think some parts of it, I'm hoping there's like sanitation and, and shit like that covered in it. But the reason I put his name on the list, I shouldn't talk about wasn't just that he just either bought rented or borrowed a fucking house in the Hollywood Hills. It's dope as fuck. And I've done a tour of that area and there's nothing up there that's cheap. <laughs> Um, and then I did the numbers on, I always assume a day rate and I don't like to say numbers publicly, but you can Google what he charged. Like there was like a thing. He says how much at a convention a couple years ago. So we'll just say that doubled, probably not likely. Cause if that doubled, it would be more than like guys like Tyler Malik and stuff that like steady clientele of people willing to pay. It. But let's say he doubled it. If he did a tattoo every day for 30 days, he would have enough money to pay for his car and his house and a little bit of stuff. I assume his YouTube makes him some money and whatever, but uh, I went back and forth a lot on like, if I was doing what he's doing, yeah, I could just tattoo it from home and not like in LA, I don't know what like retail spaces cost, mm -hmm. but let's say that house is $12,000 a month. Um, he could he could get a $5,000 a month house and a $5,000 a month studio and it'd only be $2,000 different to just get this dope ass place. And I'm guessing that was his logic is like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to spend money on this and this or just one thing. But I'm curious as fuck, like if he's actually paying for it or somebody's paying for it, or if it's just YouTube money or if his fucking school thing's going well or what the fuck. Because one time I, I grow obsessions about people that do weird shit and I Googled his name and I was going to try to figure out how much he charged per hour because a lot there's like a lot of tattoo uh, collector forms out there. Like, uh, Dimitri Trojan, you can figure out how much he charges. I met, I met a guy that's worked with him before and the numbers match. So I was like, okay, I believe some of these forms people get tattooed and be like, okay, this cost me X amount of dollars. I was looking for that. But what I found was Daniel Silva's net worth was, it was millions according to a Google source that may or may not be a real thing. Do you think he's a fucking like already was rich or something and I'm missing something? I mean, that's possible. Like, if not, that's a lot of fucking tattoo money. <laughs> like, 
maybe he's maybe that two thousand dollar class on marketing is really maybe it's really worth it and that's the other thing like we're not the part of not accounting for is people take non-refundable non-refundable deposits from people in different countries and they'll keep booking all the time knowing if you're booked a year and a half half your people cancel i talked to a guy one time that's he's I don't think he said it's half his money, but I remember him saying a lot of what I actually make for a living, like all my bills get paid off deposits. The rest is for me. Because they just like continuously book. Yeah, he just, he's booked a year and a half and people get tired of waiting after six months and they just fucking email him and say, hey man, I'm not going to make it or they don't show up. Um, I think his deposit's like two or 250 or so. It's a pretty high deposit. So, I mean, mine's 180. Like, there's tattoos I do where I basically get a deposit and a little bit of cash, but it's, I mean, my deposit, I want it to be so high you can't not show up. Yeah. And he's got the same idea, but he's booking for a year, and motherfuckers cancel, and he goes, oh, well, thank you for the $200, and then he books that spot again, and he said by the time he gets to actually tattooing somebody, that date's usually been booked three or four times. So that means every day that he charges, let's just make up random stupid numbers. Let's say he charges $10 per tattoo, but he gets a $1 deposit. But every day he books it four times. Every day he gets $4 even if he doesn't tattoo. And I was like, so that's where that global marketing thing comes in. That's where like Daniel Silva's marketing might actually be like, that might be paying the bills. You want honest work. Yeah, like, oh. (laughs) Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I would, I feel like you'd be better off to be the best walk-in guy that mostly people in your area know what you like. Like, if you're not trying to travel, focus on the area you're in and 100 miles around it, and it'll naturally spread. If you are trying to travel, pick areas and focus on those. Like, like I mean, I used to just go, I really like North Carolina, so I would just go type in, like, locations in North Carolina and like pictures that I like. I would just look, that, that was my scrolling for the day. I would just go and go, oh, that's a cool picture, and just like them. That way people in North Carolina would see my work. They go, oh, who's this fucking random AP tattoo art dude? He liked my shit. Cool. And then they go look, and they, if they like it, they follow. There's no trickery or dishonesty in it. You're just liking their picture, and either they're going to block you because you liked three of the same one because they took three in a location, and you didn't realize that it was the same person. When did that happen? <laughs> it hasn't happened to me that I know of. I'm sure it's happened. But uh, one of Brandy's friends posted a thing. This guy liked, like, ten of her pictures, and she posted a screenshot of the likes and then a picture of like the blocked button being done and said bye. And I was like, he liked 10, not 400. He didn't go back and only like the ones of your kids. Yeah. It's not he liked 10 fucking pictures. But that's cool, I guess. Like why why are you going to you're punishing a dude for probably just scrolling through Instagram and he probably typed in your town or he might have used a hashtag you use a lot. Like let's say you're a tattooer and it's you use the hashtag B and G tattoo on everything for black and gray tattoo. And somebody was scrolling for an hour. They're going to like five or six of your pictures. And then because they like that shit, your popular, their popular feed's going to have your shit on it and they'll like more. So if you notice a name popping up, doesn't mean they're a creeper. <laughs> like, especially for tattooers, it's weird. Like I've met tattooers that are like, this guy liked every picture. I'm like, you only have a hundred. Like he really likes your work. And they're like, no, that's weird. I get it if you're a girl and you're a tattooer and the guy went to high school with you but if it's all tattoos and there's no pictures of you on there i still don't think it's creepy i think it's just like how do you have that much time to like 100 pictures and will instagram even let you like 100 in a row back to back what 
Will they not? There's a number they don't let you. What? If you do, what? It, dude, if you unfollow people, oh my fast. gosh, yeah, that's Marilyn did that, right? Like she know. got, she was trying to like do the thing. I every time I unfollow a bunch of people, it tells me this action is blocked after like a few minutes. Like I'll unfollow like a hundred people at once, like just do 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 do, just anybody that's not a good tattooer yeah, or okay. somebody I know. Yeah, because I think Marilyn went and like followed other artists in her. And she followed too many. And she followed too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume the same applies to likes and it. That's so weird. Well, it looks. It looks like a robot or a spammy thing. Like, what Instagram needs to figure out is how to make the robot stop replying to my ask me a question <laughs> shit. Dude, fucking, okay, I only have 16,000 followers. Demetri Trojan, I think it was. Somebody that's got, like, you know, hundreds of thousands posted a thing the other day and said, the robots ruined this. I'm really sorry, guys. Because it was like, mine is usually, it's not as bad as it was a few months ago. But there were times where I post, ask me a question, and it would have 100 responses, and only 10 of them would be human. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Usually it'd be like 15 accounts. Like it'd be over. Fucking Omar does that shit. Omar Cruz. Shout out to Omar. O tattoos or whatever. O Cruz tattoos, whatever. I'm sorry, Omar. You're a nice person. But you got to stop doing that shit to me or I'm going to block you. Um, (laughs) Usually it'll be three. It'll say, hi, uh, I love your work. Please check out mine as well with an emoji. And I'm like, dude, I can tell that's a fucking bot thing. Like you're not tricking anybody. And then I go look at the motherfuckers getting tricked that are like, hey, you're like, remember the guy I told you about that he replies to all of them and you were like, how old is he? Yeah. He's not that old, but he's old enough. It makes sense. He just doesn't get technology. But uh, I don't know. The point is fucking Daniel Silva. Great tattoos. Doesn't seem like a horrible person or anything. I don't understand the level of hate he gets. I understand why people don't like it. But like. I mean, right now, I hope he's making money off people going, fuck, I'm stuck at home. I guess I'm going to learn to tattoo. I mean. <laughs> well, also, like, okay, if you're, let's go back to promotion. Let's let's pretend we're going to take Daniel Silva's class. What do you want to get out of it? Like, promotionally speaking. Like, do you want, do you want a million followers on Instagram? Do you want just steady clientele? I would or? love for my tattoos to look like my tattoos and not like piles of shit when That's I turn impossible. up those stuff. That's impossible. It's never going to happen. Um, so photography wise, there's very few tricks I've seen work to make it more accurate to real life with black and gray, low lighting works Mm -hmm. with color. It depends on their skin, depends on the angle. Like if it's on top of their shoulder, you're never going to get a good one. If it's like certain areas, that's cool. A lot of people, um, drew shirt shirtliff. I can't say his name very well. Uh, Jason went to one of his seminars and it was free. He's a really nice guy. He was just like, I need to learn to do seminars. I'll do one for free. And it was a fucking huge hit. And he's done a few. Like, he's good at teaching and talking to people. And it's really nice. Uh, at his shop where he had the seminar, he has, like, a little photo booth. And I've talked about doing this at Avenue for a 100 fucking years. I've tried it at Avenue. But it always, in, it always involved somebody else's help, me wasting a bunch of money, and me not knowing what I'm doing. So what I did one time when Thomas was working there is I was like, hey, we need a photo booth. It's like, uh, you know where the back station is where we keep the cleaning stuff now? Mm-hmm. We tried to, the, the original plan for that was turn it into a piercing booth. The My station was half its size and one side was the storage room. And then when I wanted more space, we just made that the storage room. But we could do it in my station, the third station, that corner, the bathroom, whatever. I, I got stuff to act as a backdrop. Got soft boxes. Um, and we were going to try to make it phone friendly. So that way it's not like you have to teach everybody to use a camera. Cause the best thing to do is get a good Nikon or a good Canon and have it on one setting where it knows the lighting. 
and have the lighting setting perfect, the light not harsh, and then you can always adjust little shit on the lights, or you can adjust little shit in post that's not really editing, it actually is adjusting, you know, to I just not have glare. have a fancy camera that I don't use. What kind of it, do you know? It's an icon. Like it's like a DSLR, like you unscrew like the lens? Yeah, it's okay. like a fancy. Yeah, maybe try it. I mean, but my thing was like... I've hired photographers to take pictures of tattoos, and they can't. I've never met anybody that's not a tattooer that can get a good picture. And I've only met like 10 tattooers that actually get good, honest pictures. It's like there's this sweet spot where it's like you're either going to fake it all the way, and you know exactly what kind of people I'm talking about, or it's going to look okay. Like the closest I've seen to a middle ground is Fred. Fred Thomas from Spain. His shit, it's consistent backgrounds. I don't know what he's doing, but I think he just takes a picture on, I think he has a mounted camera and a room. He just takes them in and puts it like stand here, get the tattoo. Like, like he has a spot in the middle of the room. This is where the tattoo belongs. If it's on your shoulder, that's cool. If it's on your leg, you're going to get in a chair or whatever. And nothing gets moved except the person. And he takes the same picture every time. And I, I don't think there's any editing. I don't think there's any trickery. I think he's just taking good pictures, but I've, that's one out of thousands. Yeah. I think my problem with my camera would be it's like the um, memory card. Like we would have, mm -hmm. to, it's not like there's not a Bluetooth right. setting and stuff. So that's. Well, if we could figure out the settings on it and figure out how to take a good picture, then you could just, we could upgrade and I could buy one for a tax write off depending on how long we're, we're out. Well, I, I, get, I can bring it, um, well, I was going to say to work, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next time we're working together, bring yeah. it and remind me to take a look at it. Cause like my mom always shot it with a Canon. So I don't really know. Like, I know a little bit about Canons. I know the really basic settings. I know how to fuck with them and, like, get them to take a decent picture. Um, on, like, manual mode, I know how to get the settings to where it's decent for most outdoor lighting, some indoor lighting. I don't really understand what I'm doing. I just kind of know a few things. But I could probably play with it, and I, I can't see them being too much yeah. different. Yeah, and I have a couple different lenses because I originally bought it to take pictures of my art because I used to sell, mm -hmm. like, the art, but now I don't do that. Right. So no. Well, the thing is, like, the only problem I have with camera cameras is this phone will be better than, okay, let's say I buy the newest, greatest Canon right now, or the newest, greatest Nikon right now. If I don't buy a new lens or or anything at all, in one to two years, that camera is going to be obsolete compared to my phone yeah. every time. So I feel like learning to adjust to the phone is smarter for all of us because we all have a phone. Yeah. It's just like... I don't fucking know where to start. Like the, the light ring helps. Um, the reason the light ring's weird is people do, I wish I could do a video of this, but like people take a picture like this and the light ring, they're still causing a shadow. You're supposed to shoot through it. Mm -hmm. And the only way I've ever got great results is I would put it really close and turn it down. And then now I just don't fucking, I mean, if I do an inner forearm, sometimes I'll try it. But now I just, I went back to my roots of like a thousand paper towels everywhere blocking the glare and just the only thing I care about is no glare. It's like, if it looks okay in the picture and good in person, that's fine. Like that's, but it sucks that that's what we're settling for. Cause everything else you take a picture of, it looks better in the picture. Yeah. Tattoos and flowers and sunsets will never fucking work as well on a picture or not never maybe. I don't see sunsets ever making it to the screen and looking just as good as in person. But tattoos, it's definitely a problem. Like, it yeah. sucks donkey dick. There's a lot, like, there's a tattoos that I've done that the world will never see. Right. Like that dog. Yeah. Like no, I have a ton dog. of them. And that's the thing. People always go, oh, you hated my tattoo. Why didn't you post it? And I'm like, no, no, no. 
The reason I've never posted a tattoo of yours is because your skin always looks like this when I get done. And every time we finish, I'm never able to get a good picture because of that. And it's like, I have a bunch of clients that they think I don't like their tattoos. And I'm like, some of my favorite ones I can't get a good picture of. Mm -hmm. Like that dog one's fucking awesome. And like, I thought you were fucking around. Like, I just couldn't get a good picture. You, how many times have you tried heel now? Three? Tried, yeah, I've tried in person every single time I see her. Phenomenal. In pictures, dog shit. And it's, it's like, so bad. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. And that's the thing that's real. I kind of, I, I don't like that because it's frustrating for us as people trying to market ourselves, but I kind of do like it because then people have to see it. Like then it's like, they look at it and they go, Oh shit. Like nobody's looking at that portrait of a dog and going, Oh, that's a terrible tattoo. But if you post a picture, they might. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's cool that people get to see it in person and they have to, you'd have to be there. It's one of those situations. You gotta be there. You gotta be, you'd have to be there to fucking, you know. But I, okay, like just looking at this, we have uh, that backdrop holder thing that's holding that uh, mm -hmm. blanket is, I think it was $36 on Amazon. We can make it shorter all the way down to four feet and wider up to another four feet. Uh, so it's like, wait, three feet, sorry, three, six, nine. That's nine feet right now. The thing goes up to 12. So yeah, threes. Yeah. So you could make it three feet, six feet, nine feet, or 12 feet. You can make it higher or lower. Well, that's about as high as it goes, but you can make it lower. We can just get a good backdrop or just, I mean, I've seen people go as far as to just take black uh, curtains and just staple them all around a small room to where everything's just black and fabric to where it's not, the wrinkles are good and okay, but they're barely noticeable. Mm -hmm. And and then they just blast light right at the tattoo and they take a picture from far back and it's a little grainy and then they turn the light down, they take a picture from close up and it's okay. And they have like three links, like three distances from the skin they do. And that usually turns out good. Like we could all, maybe we should take advantage of this downtime and try to figure out how to take a good picture okay. of a tattoo. Maybe like, we should spend 200 bucks, watch this. I mean, for, for real though, if you want to like, he, cause he uses a camera and his photos don't appear to me to be edited to a dishonest level. They appear to be like, okay, I'll put it like this. I did a fucking wolf the other day in person. Eyes are blue as a motherfucker. The tattoo was this big. It's like four by six, maybe probably the size of a four by six photo or smaller. Intricate little fun stuff is the wolf with like the um, like moons and the mm -hmm. fucking geometric shit or whatever. Really cool tattoo. You could barely tell in all the pictures I took that his eyes are blue. If you look at the picture or the tattoo in person, they look blue as fuck. Blue as fuck. Yeah. And I would even go as far as to say they look as good or better than the pictures that are clearly edited that people like Daniel Silva are posting. So that's their argument for why it's okay to edit it, though. They go, well, it looks like it does in person. And my problem with that is when your ego gets in the way and you don't really know what your tattoo looks like. So for that one, it's just like, fuck it. I guess that's how it's going to be on the internet. And uh, it looks good online. It looks great in person. I was really proud of myself. I did two fucking killers on that dude, that lady and two killers on her boyfriend the day before. And I posted them like four separate fucking tattoos. Um, because why not? Yeah. But the point is we could probably actually learn something from that course. And I like, if it's 200 bucks, I don't mind giving the guy 200 bucks to learn about photography. Like it's not, even if I disagree with everything he does, it's like, eh, you know, if I need to learn it and you're the guy that has it. So we can look at that after this and see if it's good. And like, then compare what camera he uses to the camera you have. Jason also has a nice camera. Brandy has a nice camera. But the, how long ago did you buy yours? It was like three or four years ago. Yeah. 
yeah, they're all about the same age. They're all at least three years old. Um, Jason bought it with the same intention. He was like, I want to do better photos. Jason, the tattoos that he straight fucking murders in person are always like that dog. Like, he'll take a picture and he'll be like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> and I'll look at it and I'm like, dude, you fucking killed that tattoo. Let's take some more pictures. And they're like, eh, it doesn't. Like, he's busy enough. He doesn't care. But um, he still wants his pictures to look good. But he's just kind of learned, like, sometimes it's better in person. Some of the tattoos I've seen him do in the last couple months, they look okay online and they look amazing in person. And it's like, that's how I feel about a lot of mine. But I think we all tell ourselves that. And then sometimes, like, at least the people that are conscious of the fact that we all have egos, like, we're probably going, I wonder if it's me. <laughs> and, like, Jason, like, Jason should know by now. He's... He's doing clean tattoos, and the pictures are never going to do the tattoos justice. But, like, the best tattoo I've ever done, I also was able to get a decent picture of it. So, I've gotten lucky, like, 20 times. I think, yeah, my portrait ones that I take pictures mm -hmm. of, I've, like, like, thank God that I got a picture of them because no one would believe that. Right. Like, the, the first portrait, I don't know if it's technically the first portrait you ever did, but the official portrait is that guy. The Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. That was Dude. my first portrait okay. I ever did. Yeah. yeah. That one, I was like, what the fuck? Like, Brandy showed me that, and she was like, how long has Megan been tattooing? Like, she was so confused. She was like, she didn't really do that, right? Like, did she go get tattooed by, like, she was going over a list of not, like, nothing against you, just, like, the time you'd been tattooing, it seemed impossible. And, and the types of tattoos you had done, it just seemed like such a jump. And we were all like, all right, cool. And that's where, like, I say my apprentice when I introduce you on here. But at this point, it's like, ask me when you need some shit. <laughs> it's cool. I'm, I'm here. But eh, you, you're figuring it out. But, like, that one in the girl from Game of Thrones that was just straight, <laughs> sorry, straight on, usually is really hard to capture, like, super realistic, straight on with the nose and eyes. The eyes are a little easier to, like draw people in the nose looked like it was closer to me than the rest of the face <laughs> and i know i'm looking at a tattoo and every time like there's like certain things people pull off that other people can't and the fact that you can pull that off is really cool like most people cannot do that and you've been tattooing how long i think it'll be a year like in next August? month uh, well, like, well, legal. Oh, okay, yeah. Real tattooing. But, um, so a year... In May. May? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. So, around a year. Yeah. Um, some of us are still trying to catch you. Um, 13 years or whatever. It's fine. I'm well-rounded. <laughs> it's fine. But no, like, for real, like, I have people all the time go like, dude, she fucking kills anime. I'm like, look at her portraits. And they're like, she does portraits? I'm like, yeah. And they don't even notice them because the algorithms... Yeah, I would love, something. like, portraits, I love anime tattoos, mm -hmm. and I, but I want also to do, I want to do portraits and anime, right. but I don't get that many portraits. They're scary. They are scary. That's why I like them. My favorite thing to do ever is portraits, and every time I tell somebody, they're like, why do you like portraits? I'm like, literally just because it's fucking intimidating. Like, like, but when you tell them that, they're like, eh. So a list of actual, I've had to sit down and go, why do I like portraits so much? They're always, almost always meaningful. They're very rarely, like, I'm just going to get this dude's face on me because I like the way his face looks. Like, people get that with a tree. They're like, I really like bonsai trees. I want a tattoo of a tree. I've never heard anybody say, I just thought his face looked cool. I don't even know his name. So portraits are cool because they usually are meaningful. Portraits are fun because they're terrifying. And there's something about trying to completely recreate something exactly how it is and still make it look like you did it and not somebody else did it. That's fun. Like that... 
I'm trying to make it look exact while still giving it whatever it is that makes it my thing. So all I can fuck with, fuck, eh, fuck with on a portrait is like focus. I can just loosen it up on the, the outside or tighten it up here or tighten it up there. I can't really move shit. Like if you do, I don't know, you could even do a checkerboard that's like clearly straightforward and you could tweak it and move it and twist it and whatever, still a checkerboard. When it's somebody's daughter. Yeah, one little oops. <laughs> Yeah, so you can't hide anything in it, and, and it's high risk, and it's like, it's fun, and I love eyes, I love noses, I love lips. That's most of what you're doing. So it's like, it's like if somebody's like, why do you like Kobe? Well, they have fried rice, and they have vegetables. <laughs> and, and you get it all together. And, and they, they cook with fire, and they put it on a plate, and I fucking love eating food off a plate, and they put sauce, and I love sauce. Like, it's like, that's what a portrait is for me. It's the... It's where everything meets. It's like, it's, I like things that mean something to my client. I'm not that worried about it. I really don't care too much. If you just want a cool tattoo, I'm into that too. And sometimes I wish people would stop making up stories as to why oh, they yeah. think it's important. I think that's really funny. Yeah. They're like, it's funny for now. Like there's a point, I don't know when it happened. I thought it was interesting. Then I thought it was funny. Then I found it annoying. I have the hiccup burps again. But like, okay, the thing where somebody goes, well, I really just want a rose because, you know, my grandmother, she loved roses. I'm like, so did mine. Cool. Uh, what was your grandmother's name? I never met her, um, but we called her grandma. You don't even know your grandma's first fucking name and you want a rose just for her. Just get a rose. Just get a fucking rose. But I do like it when people say, I love, this is my favorite shit ever. And I also want to make fun of them every time. People go, I love your roses. And I'm like, they're the same roses everybody else does. They're, it's a rose, but they think I do something. I, I do try to do something different, but I think roses is the only thing people see it in. That's my least favorite thing so far when people message me and be like, I love your this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, awesome. Let's do it. But I want this. I'm oh, like, no. Well, they, then... when This is always, I've, I want a rose by you. I love your roses. That's I've never had anybody say, I love your roses, so can you do a lily? I've had people say, I love your whatever but roses, it's always they want a rose, and I like that. And also when I tell people, like, my minimum, but then I tell them, oh, if it's a rose, just fucking let me know. I'll text you. I'll send you a fucking DM or whatever. Like, you let me know days that work for you. I'll let you know when I'm done early, and you just come in. They're like, so that means it's cheaper. I'm like, yeah, well, no, my minimum is my minimum to book. This is extra shit. I'm making extra money. I'll do – it's going to take me two hours. I'll charge you per hour. And they're like – you can do a rose in two hours? Like, sometimes. Sometimes it takes six. I'll charge you for two. I don't give a fuck. Let's do a rose. And they think I'm crazy. And, like, I get too excited about it, and I have to trick people now. I have to go, yeah, portraits are cool. Like, I can't go, I fucking love portraits. Because they go, oh, why does he want to do it? And now, can I get it cheaper? Yeah. Fuck those motherfuckers. I just want to do portraits. It's so, it's it's like, it is challenging. Mm -hmm. But then it, when you get it, and it looks oh, yeah. like what you're supposed to do, and it's like, yeah wow this part like whoa right and that's the thing like everything that's a huge risk or, or really hard to do is more fun when it works out yeah and i'm one of those people that i enjoy the risk i enjoy thinking about the fact that if i fuck this up it's fucking detrimental to everybody in the room like my career's fucked for a little while there's going to be some shared memes there's going to be the picture where they put the kid's face on top of the tattoo and the next of the tattoo. Have you seen the ones with the lions? That shit cracks me up. Oh, yeah. They'll that's... do like a lion in the wild and then a tattoo of a lion that's shitty and put the face on it. Yeah, people are going to do that if you fuck it up. And I like to think about all those things and know that that's not going to happen. 
and I like to talk myself through it. And then when I get done, I'm like, fuck yeah. And those, those are the days when I get done and I go home and I don't need weed, but I still smoke some weed. <laughs> but I go home and I'm like, yeah, that actually, because I get that little fucking burst at the end. Because usually, like, whatever I did tattoo-wise, I put at least 98% of my energy into it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm tired. But I'm also tired right now. And I slept plenty last night. I haven't slept so good. <laughs> I know. Dude, I slept till probably like 9. And I told Brylon last night, like, no, it was like 8.30. It was 8. But I told Brylon last night, like, just in the morning when you get up, just get me up. And we'll go get donuts and go to Sam's and see what's going on with that toilet paper situation. And uh, when we pulled up at Sam's, she was like, I, I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but I want to get in that line. And I was like, oh, no, we're not. Don't worry. I'm not that worried about it. But she was like, I don't care what the reason we need toilet paper is. It's not worth it. And the way she said it was fucking hilarious. And I was like, can you just stop telling me how to live my life? We're going to go get donuts. And we got motherfucking donuts at a drive-thru. And the dude was wearing gloves and a mask. And when he handed me my change, he folded the change into the $10 bill. Because I was getting 11 something back. So it was a 10 and a 1 and some change. And he held it with like a corner. And held it out. And like so little human contact was made. And people are so paranoid about all this shit. All these motherfuckers are touching your food with their bare hands and wiping their noses. Though I guarantee you. So I don't see why it's... Well, and then people using gloves don't know how to use gloves. I know. So. I know, dude. That's one thing. I've been to a lot of tattoo shops. Like, the only place I've seen where I'm like, okay, I get why you're wearing gloves and you're not wearing gloves the correct way. Piercing shops that handle a lot of jewelry, they put gloves on and they'll keep them on and, you know, touch the iPad, touch whatever. But they're constantly changing gloves and they're never touching these things with their bare hands. And then they're also using hand sanitizer. They're not trying to keep it sterile. They're just trying to keep the appearance of cleanliness and, and help you understand that they care. Uh, same thing with like the sandwich shit at Subway. It's like, dude, you wore a fucking glove to handle cash and then make my sandwich. If you washed your hands, yep. I would feel way better about your bare hand touching my food than your gloved money hand. But yeah, most people can't fucking figure out how gloves work. They don't know what the point, point of gloves is. And uh, they don't understand mask or how air works. Uh, <laughs> Dude, such a great majority of the population actually doesn't understand how a mask works. They just think putting on a mask makes them safe, period. They're not even thinking about it. Like, if you go, what, what's the point of the mask? They go, keeps you from getting sick. How? <laughs> what's it doing? I'm wanting a mask now, though, just to get, like, a cool one. No, no, no. Oh. That one looks lame. No, I don't know. I don't know what's on that one. Talking shit about my Amazon.com slash FWPP. But mask I'm seeing people out there with some masks. And oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's get one of those. Yeah. I mean, there was a thing for a while where it was just popular to wear like, like there were expensive ones too, but like cloth masks just to look cool was a thing with the young kids, uh, fucking kids these days. But no, the mask thing's just funny because people, people are wearing a mask like that one to not get sick. That mask is so that you don't get other people sick. There's a reason that mask serves, it, it exists for one purpose and one purpose only, and that's to keep your shit in this area. You're still breathing fresh air in right through the sides and the nose area, and you're breathing in when somebody sneezes on you. Also, sorry about that, the same people that are wearing masks are eating ass from people that haven't taken a shower today, and they're fucking making out with strangers, getting hookers, and sharing blunts. Like, there's a lot of shit you shouldn't do if you're worried about getting sick. 
Anyway, let me see if there's anything else on this list because we're getting too close to talking about the, you know, the oh, bad God, thing. We're not. I forgot even how we got I'm there. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Mila's birthday. What's it about? Oh, fucking podcast. Podcasting. I love it, but I hate telling people about it. I'm trying to like slowly ease people into like where I have like enough listeners that it matters, but I want it to build as close to organically as possible. And by organically, I mean like just nature and internet, not me telling you go listen. But usually I send it to like 10 people and what I like. So like the one with Sarah I really liked, I sent, I put it on my Instagram story and I sent it to a few people. Um, the one with Daniel I thought was fucking hilarious. I don't even remember what we said, but it posted this morning. So I sent it to some people, copied a link, sent it. I think I might've put it on Instagram too. Um, the response I always get is, what is this episode about? And what is your podcast about? And I'm like, this episode is about Daniel motherfucking Martin, bitch. Like, every, and it's not one person. It's not some people. It's almost all fucking people. And it, so it's not, it's not something that they're doing wrong. It's standard to assume that each podcast would have a complete theme and steer nowhere away from... So, like, this one would be about apprenticeship or about tattooing or about the tiger thing. We've been on such a journey. That's what We've I'm covered so many yeah. things. But that's the point. Like, if I say, oh, my goodness, what the fuck? It, it's about Harleys and sirens. <laughs> the point is, if I tell somebody, you just have to listen to it, they're like, well, I don't want to listen to it. I need to know what it's about. It's like, okay, well, then I don't... It's fine not to listen to it. But, like, when I did... I had done two episodes... And I only sent them to people that were in my like top four on Snapchat, which one of which is just somebody that fucking bugs me. And the other three are people I talk to on Snapchat and like people like, like Daniel Martin's always top something. I send him dumb shit <laughs> once a week and I don't use Snapchat that much. So it's not like the point is all of them. What's it about? Who's Sean? What does Sean do for a living? I'm like, you're literally creating the podcast right now. In a text message, essentially, you want me to type to you, Sean is a manager at a restaurant, and he used to be a drug dealer. And one time, the FBI or fucking SWAT or whatever the fuck it was raided his house while he would he had just quit being a drug dealer that fucking week. <laughs> that's, that's the whole episode, except a lot of other shit that you would miss. And that's how I would summarize it, and people want me to do that because they can't Fuck it. And I'm not saying I want everybody... Like, if you don't want to listen to this one, I don't give a fuck. Like, I actually haven't tried to push it on anybody. I don't know if you noticed. I was, yeah. Like, I tried to do a few episodes without telling anybody to figure it out. And then I was like, hey, don't listen yet. It still sucks. But when it's good, and also I would like you to come on there and shit, that's how I've been handling it. But every fucking time I send it to somebody, what's, what's it about? about? Who are they? What are they? It's like, it's literally about who they are. Like, just listen to it. Like, I'm I'm talking, mostly I'm just talking and you're looking at me, which is fun. But most episodes, somebody has a story, they get into a story, and then it, we talk about a thing and another thing and another thing, and there's no fucking subject. And so far, 90 out of 100 people or more, if there were 100, it's real low numbers, we're talking 20, most of the people I've talked to about this shit are like having a really hard time accepting that there's no theme and that there's no theme per episode. So what they want is the podcast is about weed and this episode is about rolling blunts. How are you going to talk to somebody for three hours about rolling blunts or two mm -hmm. hours or however long the fuck most of them are longer than I want them to be? I like the idea that it's who knows what they're going to talk Right. Who Each knows? episode's different. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying if I tell them that, they'll be like, well, uh, like, 
What would be the point of me listening to it? Okay, you're right. Well, then don't listen to it. Well, I want to listen to it. Well, then fucking listen to it. I'm losing my shit over here. So what I'm trying to do now is approach the thing like, tell people it's about you. This episode's about Megan, even though it's really not. We just talked <laughs> about the tiger shit and Daniel Silva. And I'm going to see if there's anything we're missing. I think we've gone well over an hour. What time did we start? Probably four? Probably at two hours. Oh, damn. Yeah, we've been going. That's the other thing. Like, I've heard people on podcasts go, it's been two and a half hours, man. And I'm like, how would you not know? I've never kept track of time well at all on I... this. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. It gets away from you. It's because you're not, I mean, I've fucked with my phone a little bit for the purposes of yeah. this. But it's because you're not fucking with your phone. You're not looking around the room too much. You're going, okay, I can see black and paintings. I've seen all this shit. Okay, I'm done. And there's, I think the more you dial that in, the better too. Like if you made this like just a studio with nothing to look at, I feel like it would be a weird time warp situation where people are like, oh my God, it's dark outside. And we started at six, uh, getting locked into a career, Daniel Silva, death penalty. Uh, oh, taking the easy way out. I use diet pills as a fucking example. But just this is one thing I've noticed with you and most other tattooers we agree on. The whole fucking world outside of us wants to murder me every time I say this. I don't like the easy way to do most things. I do like the easy way to do podcasts. That's Anchor. This episode is probably <laughs> But no, for real though, like it, when it's practical, I like the easy thing. Like for example, I'll actually use that as an example. Anchor puts it on like Google Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. All I have to do is type my shit into there and it spreads it out for me. I'm sure there's another app that does it. I don't know. But they also advertise, like you do an ad for them and they pay you and it's cool. And that was a legit free ad for you guys. Fuck you, give me my money. But um, that's a smart and logical reason to do the easy thing. But the other thing is like the guys that, there's guys that run marathons, they get a cab in the middle of the marathon. To finish the marathon. Um, a marathon is what, 26 miles? Not at all saying I can go run 26 miles right now, but I would never fucking go fake run 26 miles and run four and spray a Windex bottle of water. I mean, it looks sweaty. People do that all the time. Um, diet pills was like the fastest example I could come up with at a stoplight, but there's a lot of shit. Like doing the work is rewarding, and we've come up with so many different cheats in life. I mean, a good example would be the stencil printer I use now. People fucking hate that. It's convenient. It makes sense. I've also, if you wanted to say like, you got to earn it, I've earned my right to fucking do lazy stencils. Well, I don't think the stencil <laughs> machine. It's not cheating. It, well, yeah, it doesn't make the tattoo no. better. Like No, it's the faster route, which is also the easy route. And I like it because it's faster. <laughs> it saves me an hour. Yeah. But in general, not just in tattooing, in general. It seems like everybody loves the easiest thing possible for everything. Even And I think they know. Like, okay, great example would be diet pills. Like, let's say... Now, there's also a lot of supplements and shit that are not bad for you. But I'm talking about the straight... Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's it's like basically meth. Uh, Phanermine? Phanermine? Something like that? Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm fucking that up. It's a really popular thing right now, and people take it. And uh, you will, like... A person that's built like me, I could lose 35 pounds in probably 20 days if I just took this and ate the bullshit I eat and then went on a long walk every day. Like, it just melts shit off of you. So it's a very effective diet pill. It also has more side effects than 
pretty much everything except for being a Boy Scout. And I'm trying to think of a list of class action lawsuits I saw in one commercial break recently. Boy Scouts, Truvada, five other medications. Truvada is a thing to help you not spread HIV or something. And their commercials are bullshit. And they're getting sued. So the people that make Truvada have another pill with the same fucking commercial with like actors that look very similar, same concept of a commercial. And it's and it also says from the makers of Truvada because Truvada has been pulled from the market because they've fucking killed too many people. So now they're making another drug totally unrelated to the shortcut thing. But the point is don't take fucking a handful of diet pills a day. Just go eat healthy and walk because when you get done with the diet pills for six months and you lose your however much weight you want to lose, it takes about fucking three days for that shit to pile back yeah. on. Like, and I just, it's the example I'm using because it seems like the most obvious, like, it's easier, it works, but then here's what happens later. What are some other examples of that? Because I see it in everything, and it's just like while I'm here, I, my brain does not work right now. Yeah. Let me hit that weed real uh, quick. <laughs> I don't, I'm having a hard time thinking of other examples, but. Um, Daniel Silva's class. Yes, that class this right thing's there. This not working. I think uh, mm. there are some things that if you don't work, for them it's like you didn't really do it right and something is if you don't work for them and you didn't do it like i'm not saying the result for other people i'm saying like for yourself like there's a satisfaction that comes with doing yeah. hard shit and and then and doing a portrait yeah look at it next to the printer and going damn i mean i'm no canon sg54 or whatever but that's pretty dope and also when you see people that can out tattoo a printer that shit fucks me up <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck did you just outdo 300 DPI? Like, how the fuck is that possible? And they do. And that's why we got to go to all the conventions. What are you doing? I'm putting a mask on. I hope this popping's not too loud. This is just something I did. Oh, shit. So, Fig, um, <clears throat> this is the difference between this podcast and the one with Fig. Oh, we got to... When I said Fig, I meant the, a different guy. Uh, <laughs> anyway... One I did recently that may or may not publish eventually. Um, he talked a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I did that. I did that a lot, and he didn't even notice. Like, he was, he had notes, and he was going for it. And I was like, damn, you're fucking going for it, dude. You got, and he had so much, like, yeah, I got into my normal ramblings and whatever, but we had, I think we spent three hours or so, or two and a half or so. It was a long time. We got maybe 5% of the shit he wanted to talk about talked about. And I have so many questions that I was like, we're going to have to do like eight more episodes, dog. Oh, my gosh. And I have, I've had a few guests that are like, Kyle came very prepared. We did the Chronocast the other day. And... Um, he didn't have a lot of, like, I, he said he didn't have notes at all. He said he was looking at a text from his wife, but then he had a subject. And I was like, you got notes, dog. You got notes. But uh, he he came heavy with facts. And he had shit you could actually research and look up, like, very straightforward, like, CDC type stuff that was scary as fuck. So if you haven't heard Coronacast, Kyle, go listen to that shit and listen to all my other previous episodes and follow Megan on Instagram. And follow me on Instagram, fuckers. I keep losing followers. I'm not, I'm not, dude, I had 16.5. And I go look at the numbers. And it's like, okay, now I'm down to 16.4. But that's still 16,499. Who fucking cares? 
Then it went to 16.3. <laughs> Shit. If I, if I could tattoo every day for the rest of my life, that many people could only get tattooed a few times each. But that's okay. <laughs> the point is I want more. I need attention, guys. I'm just playing. I don't need that much attention. I just have a podcast and like 15 Instagrams and I grow weed. And I'm fucking hilarious. And homeschooled. Anyway, you got anything else to add to this fucking shit show? That this we was, just, this, this fun. was fun. It is this fun, was right? a journey. It's a journey. I also think I'm one of the weirdest people to talk to, even in this environment, because I can't fucking wait. <laughs> and I'm practicing. Like, say some shit. Watch. I'll try. Well, I think it's funny how you, like, just went from one subject to another subject. From, like, the tangents. Mm -hmm. They were long. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It's fun. Okay. Well, on that note... <laughs> For real, check out Megan's Instagram, get an anime tattoo as soon as anime tattoos are allowed in Lawton, Oklahoma again, or fly her to somewhere where there's no diseases. Ooh, fly um, me places. Yeah, fly her places. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about this podcast, I'll probably be podcasting a lot more lately due to the fact that we're not allowed to tattoo right now. So uh, message me and I will try to talk about it because fuck it, right? Have a wonderful day, guys. Bye. Bye. Everybody